You're listening to a Mutiny Transmission. You can find more podcasts, videos, books, comics, and records online at mutinyinfocafe.com. Or just stop in the store in Denver and have a coffee sometime. What is this? That is a juice. It's good for your immune system in times of... Oh, cool. Yeah, thank you. That's a local place that makes it. Spinach, kale, celery, cucumber, pear, line. Yeah. G3, baby. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Thank you. Um, I usually get one when I'm working in the morning. I stop at this place. Speaking of which, oh. I um, I drove by you uh, the other day on my way into work. You were dropping off at uh, Mondo Vino over there in the uh, Highlands. Yep. Yeah, I was on my way into work and I saw you and you oh, know, uh, fire in the mountain. Right, right, right. And I, I like saw you out in your car and instead of honking the horn, I like waved, thinking you would see me. <laughs> but it's you know eight o'clock in the morning, so no, I, you're not going to see me. I run into everybody when I'm doing that. Though. See, that's a fun thing, and that's something that like I think what you're doing now is pretty perfect for your personality. Oh, fuck yeah, because. I remember when when we would be doing band stuff, like that was one of your favorite things was like going around town and Beyond running into go. people. Yeah. Yeah. And like that that is something that I still do to this day from like the days that we used to do that. Oh or, or, like flyer and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, flyer in or or just going mostly flyering or like when a new record comes out, you gotta go distribute it to all the record stores around yeah. town. Or when you're getting ready to go on tour and you don't have any records left, you gotta go around to the record stores buy and them? pick <laughs> Well, pick them up. I mean, it's not like you have to well, buy them. Yeah, they never gave you right. any money for them in the first right. place. And you know they're still I mean? at the record store. Right, right. <laughs> That's the thing, is we were totally out of records and we were getting ready to go on tour and we didn't have any vinyl to sell. And I called every record store where we had records and either we had sold zero or uh, one and so i had to like go around to every record <laughs> store in town and collect them up because you like chain reaction twist and shout yeah yeah uh, chain reaction twisted shout wax, wax. tracks all the angelos oh, stuff yeah, like angelos. that yeah i mean I, I i try to get them out as much as i can but i mean i feel like the people who are going to record stores are kind of looking for Maybe like limited stuff left over from record store day, or oh, right. or they're go- they're they're going and looking for something like weird and obscure. They they might not necessarily be shopping for local stuff that they can get at a show. Yeah, you know yeah, what I definitely. mean. I mean, maybe sometimes I don't know. I don't fucking know. I don't, I don't know how it works. I haven't been. I don't go. I guess I'm guilty. I'm not. I don't shop at record stores as much. Yeah, I mean, I shop at Mutiny. Yeah. But I buy books there mostly. <laughs> yeah, um, it's been a while since I bought a record in a record store, but mostly it's because I don't have room for any more shit in our house. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like when I moved in, I brought a trunk and a suitcase where, and like my clothes. Where do you live at? I, I live with Sarah, and she oh, yeah. owns a townhome. Oh yeah, that's right. In, uh, by, oh, she's great. Fuck yeah, and she's great. It's weird though, and um, and 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 I definitely I I feel like. You know, now's the time when we should definitely be having a conversation about how fucking crazy the world is right now. <laughs> but one thing that was really funny is I'm like, we're sitting around the house today and we're talking about everything. And she's like, I haven't been able to go anywhere for a year 
because I'm I'm a new mom, so I can't go to shows. It's hard for me to go to the grocery store, like all these different right. things. She's like, she's like, basically everyone in the world is a stay at home mom now. <laughs> but some of us suck at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Hey, uh, real quick, let's intro the episode. This is are we, episode. Are we, are we just bullshitting, or is it going? Oh, we're live. Oh, yeah, we're live. This is episode number ninety-eight of the motherfucking podcast. This is, of course, the official podcast of the International Power Rock Combo, motherfucking ruckus from Denver and Chicago, respectively. I'm Aaron Howell. Gordo is uh, actually on self-quarantine right now, and uh, Ethan Klein is working on some other stuff for QSC, and, and so it's just me and Tay sitting here live and streaming. And... <laughs> Okay, I'm like in the middle of doing the intro and like Tay's like <laughs> digging through his bag, pulling stuff out for it. Uh, and he just pulls out a slingshot and a book that just says, Farts, A Spotter's Guide. <laughs> it's for you. I, I got some, that's, this is a present for you. The slingshot's mine. It was in the way of the book. <laughs> You're uh, like, no, no, you can't have the slingshot. Yeah. I, well, anyway, you can finish the thing though. No, I'm, I'm done. Okay. That is... <laughs> That was the like perfect segue. That was the most Tay moment I think in the entire time that I've known you is just like mid convert like first playing on the rowing machine and having to get your attention to like come in here and do the show and then just the slingshot in the book of farts. This yeah, is really cool. It's for you and for the show because um I figured it it has buttons on it. But ends. <laughs> So yeah, it's always a good thing to be able to make a fart, have a fart sound maker. I like how number two is like kind of like a SBD, not a complete SBD. Listen, it sounds more like like a diesel engine, right? Like if an alien. That's a wet one. Dude, I swear. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> this is great. Dude, this is the best birthday present ever. I Thank you so much. You. you can have one of them. Okay. You said, okay, so you said, like, bring... I didn't... Oh, I brought some mezcal. Oh, yeah. Uh, in a flask, though, because I don't want to carry a whole bottle. Of yeah, that. no, 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 for sure. And I, and and I, I, I would taste some. All right. Easy. Uh, um, also, you said bring transformers or GI Joes, <laughs> but I don't have any transformers because I'm not a fucking dork. Right. But because <laughs> I'm not a fucking dork. <laughs> but you can have one of these. I brought a couple cobras. What? I can have a. Oh. So you you choose which one. Oh, do I want Cobra Commander or Destro? Is that Cobra Commander? That's Cobra know. Commander. The guy that talks like this. And this is Destro. All right. I'm going to take Destro. Okay, cool. Destro's cool. Yeah. Hey, right on. Dude. Fuck yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. That's fucking great. Well, first of all, how are you? How have you been? I'm good. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, what's what? Uh, are you are you out of work? Like, is this, have they called you off of work? Because what you do right now is you're, you do like wine delivery, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, because I had Micah on the show recently. Uh-huh, and he got me the job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 
tell me what's going on with your work situation first of all. Let's start. Well, let's start immediately local with like what's going on in our personal lives with the world fucking shit in the bed right zombies now. Zombies all over the place. Zombies man. all over the place, man. Man. No. So what's up with work? Um. Like, uh. Well. So I delivered a liquor stores. And restaurants mm-hmm. and and bars and the restaurant. I'm guessing the restaurants and bars are going to be closed. Yeah, so that's done. But if liquor stores stay open, that's probably going to pick up. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. That's what I'm hoping for. They can't close liquor stores during. Yeah, I don't think they will. And um, we're actually thinking that over here at the Nug Nation, uh, we'll probably be busier because Netflix and chill is going to be a way of life come this summer oh. and so people are going to be smoking a bunch of weed yeah and the only way to reach them for these brands to reach them is going to be through online content and so, so they're going to need content and that's that's what we make here fucking so, rocking yeah right right so um uh uh pull that um pull that mic closer to you you can oh. you can move it closer if you want to lean back that's totally cool just just you want to get it closer to your face drop my gi joe <laughs> <laughs> So we should position him doing something cool. <laughs> oh yeah, good call, good call. Yeah, I think I'm gonna have Destro up here, like kind of posting up on the stand, just keeping keeping an eye on things. Yeah, we just got word today about the restaurant closures. Yeah, and it sucks. Fortunately, my employers are doing everything they can to try and keep everybody working. At Fire in the Mountain? Yeah, it looks like um, they're going to be doing primarily uh, takeout business. And um, at a certain... uh, Yeah, I'll try a sip of it. Let me try it. So this is Mezcal? Yeah, I just bought it yesterday. I'll show you you the picture of the bottle. But anyway, I'm I'm listening. Mm. (laughs) Oh, it's very tasty. It's really smoky. Anyway. Um, Yeah, so... Uh, one of the things that they did is um, is they started allowing delivery for the first time. We used to be really opposed to delivery just because it slows us down because it's such a busy place. So, um, so only closed hours. Well, so what we're going to do is we're just going to have like half of our normal staff and we're like seriously going to meet people at the door with gloves and masks and hand off food to them. No shit. That's yeah. badass. Yeah, yeah. So, and I mean, we've been really busy because, you know, things... Even though maybe it should be slowing people down, yeah, uh, it hasn't been, and people I think are really in a hurry for things to feel normal in some way. So we've been doing a ton of to go business, yeah, and um, lots of people coming in and getting chicken wings and whatnot. Especially because, like, I ended up buying like fifty bucks worth of chicken wings last night just to take home, just to take home because I don't want to go to the grocery store. Oh, okay, until people stop acting like maniacs. <sighs> you know what I mean. Oh. Have you been to the grocery stores yet? Uh, let's see. Yeah, I w- I've been to a couple of grocery stores just to get like a couple things here and there, and I didn't like it. I didn't like the overall vibe of untrustworthiness and right, like everybody's at a race or something, dude. And this is this is what happens when we only get our information from mass and social media, right? You right. know, I had. So you came you came to the White Fudge show we did at Three Kings. Yes, yeah, last show at Three Kings. And the last show at Three Kings. And um what uh the big takeaway for that for me was it was really cool to get outside of social media and outside of the media space and just go see people hanging out. Yeah. And like 
you know, telling each other they loved each other yeah. and, um, you know, really kind of having this desire to come together. Um, I know it's, you know, obviously now it's in our best interest for the sake of flattening the curve that we try and uh, reduce the amount of time we spend out as as much as possible, you know, yeah. just to like slow things down a little bit. But, you know, at that time, I felt it was very important to see some people face to face and be like, you know, hey, everything's okay. Everyone's fine. We're, we're, we're going to be all, all right. right. You know what I mean? Um, I, I am addicted to that. That's why it sucks. This really sucks because I love going to shows and being social. And right. I don't really like, you know, like I kind of roll solo. I'm kind of a in between. I'm a loner making my own way places. But you like so people. I love people. Yeah. But I like to be able to be like, all right, I'm going right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to go to this party. I'm going to go to this show and just show up. And then I get to see everybody I want to see. Right. So I don't really make plans like, like let's go to the show together. Right, right, right. I go to see everybody. And when shows aren't happening, I'm like, fuck, what am I going to do? Right. So what, what, what are you doing to like stay normal and manage the day to day? Like, what are you, what are you doing right now? I try to stay. I don't want to be normal. ever. (laughs) Dude. I remember, uh, I remember when we would, we would go on tour and you would get so annoyed when people would try and make you do stuff with a group. Like, I know, it's like, dude. It's like, what's the group doing? Okay, let's make sure we all move together as one solid group. And you're like, fuck that. I'm going to I'm gonna go for a walk and go do what I want to do I, and go see what's over here and pick up this stick and play with it. I don't give a fuck what you guys do. Like, the only time you gave a fuck about what people did is when it came time to, like, playing the show right. or, like, getting in the van on time. Yeah. Like, other than that, it's like, you go do your thing. I'll go do my fucking thing. <laughs> well, like, I like, I mean, I do like hanging out in groups, but I do, there's something, like, freeing about just exploring and... Right. And But but I think my biggest thing is not, like, waiting on people. Right. Sometimes. That's why it's, like, it's easier. That's why I love going things like UMS, because you can roll with, a like, a friend for a little bit and then break, break off, off in different directions, get lost, and then you'll probably run into each other that night and you're right. like, hey, what's up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, I like that too. Like, like I like the. F- I don't like being confined necessarily. I have trouble in social situations where like I n- don't have a task. Like oh, if yeah. I'm not if I'm not playing a show or I'm not behind a bar or working in some way. Right. Like I like to. I like to have a project in front of me. You know what I mean? I, I understand that too. Yeah. One of the fun things about doing this podcast is it's like. It's like I get to sit down and have a conversation with friends of mine, free from distraction, right? But also in a situation where it's like I'm performing a task, and and you know, yeah. like like we're putting, like we're 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 doing something with a purpose, like it's a project at the same time that we're working on, right? You right. Know what I mean. By the way, I forgot to introduce you. Oh, hey! Please welcome <laughs> to the show, um, my very old and dear friend, uh, our former guitar player and current guitar player for Hot Apostle. Uh, Love Stallion, and you're in one other band too, right? Well, um, yeah, I mean, Decatur, but also, like, Hot Apostles hasn't played for a while, and Decatur, the drummer, just moved away, uh, who's a great drummer. So you're in kind of a holding pattern with holding that? Holding pattern. Love Stallion's show in Los Angeles just got canceled. It did get canceled. I was going to ask you about yeah, that. Yeah, just found out, which sucks. You guys were supposed to go play the whiskey, weren't you? No, uh, we played Oh, you already the did the whiskey. Yeah, we did that in December, and we were supposed to play... Uh, 
the mint. Oh, cool. Yeah, which should have been really cool. It was supposed to be a free show. Yeah. Peter and Madeline were going to come out. Oh, cool. they live in L.A. now. Shout out to Peter and Madeline from Machine, man. What up, y'all? What up, y'all? <laughs> and cheers. Yeah. Do you want more of this? No, no, no. I'm, I'm really... Good. Thank you. I love this mezcal. No, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you do, and uh, and I'm sure I would love it, too, and it is quite good, but but uh, no, I, I allow myself a taste now and then. Right. Um, I think it's... Look, for me personally, I never got into the whole program thing. I tried oh, doing yeah. you know, I tried doing it a couple of times and it just didn't suit me. And th- there are some who think that like if you even take a taste of something, you're just going to lose your mind and I can't stop. <laughs> and I just I just stopped getting drunk and easy um, as that. Yeah, yeah, I just <laughs> well, I mean, it wasn't easy as that. It took a lot of work to get to the point where I was able to just like stop doing that part. Uh-huh. But I didn't feel like I needed to completely throw out the baby with the bathwater and like like I can taste beers for work. Oh yeah. You know, I, yeah. I've had I want to say since I since I stopped really since I stopped drinking, I've had two glasses of champagne. Oh right! Like when I got engaged, and like one other time, maybe yeah. Drink beer ever? Uh, I've I haven't had like an entire beer. I've tasted beer. Okay. Like when I was in, like you know, I I work around a lot of beer, so I got to know the product. Yeah. Um, when we were in Amsterdam, I did taste some uh, fresh Heineken, which you know I wasn't going to pass that up. No way. (laughs) And then uh, um. I did on that tour. I had one shot of Geneva, which is like a Dutch. Uh, it's like a. It tastes like gin, but it's a liqueur. Huh. It's like it's like you like drink it ice Geneva. cold, and it's like a like a sailor drink. It's like a juniper liqueur. Hmm. Anyway, I had I had a shot of that on the very last day of the very first European tour we did. Yeah, but other than that, it's just like. Oh, I've never had this before. I'll taste it. Or, you know, what does this bourbon smell or taste like so I can describe it to people? But other right, than that. Right, because if you're, you're going to be around it, like, only once, might as well enjoy it. <laughs> well, and I do I do feel like, um, you know, there was something your dad told me a long time ago, which was, you know, he's like, it's not like you lose complete control of your arms and your legs and your and your physical body yeah. when it comes time it's like it's like you make a choice yeah you know and and that stuck with me and as i was like doing work and getting through those things it's like i started to gain agency and be able to go like you know what i don't have to pick up 30 beers and drink them all and drink until i pass out you know i don't <laughs> yeah. have to do that right. i can take a sip of something and set it down and go okay it's probably in my best interest and everybody else's best interest <laughs> if i just leave it at that Right. So yeah, it gets hard sometimes. Like I, I really, I don't, I don't really get drunk. I mean, I'll, I'll go out and go to shows and have some shots of tequila, but uh, I mean, a couple times I have been like, whoa, shit, and I'm walking home. I'm like, I feel vulnerable right now. Right. It's been very rare. I've seen you. <laughs> I try like, not to. Yeah. I don't want to be in a vulnerable position, but you know, sometimes you go into bars and they just hand you a shot. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Fuck. Oh, thanks. Like I could probably count on one hand the number of times I've seen you like, like, way, 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 way drunk. <laughs> yeah. You know, for the most part, it would just be like twenty-first birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, there was a time the first time we went and saw Nashville Pussy together, um, and we met Ryder Size after the fact, and you were very excited to meet her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
that th- like that was I don't one. Think I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty good. Man. I just pretty, you were her. like you're like my favorite guitar player. She's so fucking badass, yeah, dude. She is her really playing badass. has just got so much attitude. Yeah, I got a shirt with her on it. Do I you? saw them at the Lost at Lost Lake. Uh, oh, this in, last time they were there. Yeah, like in October. Yeah, I had um I had Blaine on the show um, mm. that night. Oh hell yeah yeah. yeah. That, that was a fun show. Yeah, that's what I heard. Oh, weird seeing him at Lost Lake, though. So, yeah. yeah. It's a little weird, man. I, um, I like Lost Lake. Yeah, I'm going to really miss Tony Mason working there. Me too. But the the thing that I found difficult about places like Lost Lake and Larimer Lounge is they're kind of destination spots. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess you're right. So, well, so like, like when we played at Goose Town this last weekend. Yeah. It was a big social event. Fuck yeah, it was. You know what I mean? And I'm really glad we got it in before... Before this bullshit. Yeah, before the world went on lockdown. Um, but uh, but I think the reason that show was so successful is because Goose Town is, for many people, a regular hangout. Oh, yeah. It's family spot. You right, know? right. And I don't, I don't think that, like, Lost Lake or, like, Larimer Lounge are like that so much. I think maybe they are to a certain degree, but it's... D- it's just maybe different crowds, maybe like a lot of. Well, I think Larimer is because I, I I go to Larimer Lounge and like have a drink. You just go there and hang out, Mike. Yeah, I mean, I when we used day. to rehearse over there, I would go over and hang out with Mike. Right. Yeah, you know, Larimer. Hey, you know. shout out to Mikey Mulligan, by the way. Love that dude, Mikey. Yeah, so I mean, like, but like same thing with like Globe Hall, you know? And Globe Hall is definitely destination spot, right? It like so, I don't know what it's like during regular business hours like every time i've gone there barbecue yeah they do have the barbecue but that's like oh yeah 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 you know they have like a barbecue window full time yeah you get barbecue tacos (laughs) (laughs) it's good man um yeah and everybody that works there is so fucking cool at all these places everybody that works there man i feel bad for all these people because right i i really like all the because i don't really work in the service industry i'm on the other the back door side of it all. You're a back door man. Yeah, exactly. I walk into back doors all day long. <laughs> Driving down alley cracks. <laughs> I'm an alley cat. I'm an alley cat. Driving down the alley crack. No, but you're, but because you're in a band and because you're a very social person and you spend a lot of time out and about you are around a lot of people in the service industry most of your exactly yeah most of your friends are in the service industry mm-hmm. you i know? deliver to them i hang out with them they serve me and if i don't right if i'm hanging out with them it's usually they're off work finally and they're hanging out right on my side of the bar <laughs> right so what if what has been your impression about what you're what you're hearing from people from friends of yours? Like a lot, like people are really worried about how they're going to make a living. Mm-hmm. But I feel like um, I feel like something's got to give. You know, someone's someone's going to have to do something to support right that demographic. I mean, someone's going to have to do. I'm really, really hoping, really hoping, and I'm I'm not going to hold my breath for it. Yeah, but I'm really hoping that like. The feds or the state or he, or the city do something to like offset that in some way, or the the banks just like suspend shit, or I I don't know, man. I hope that I'm really hoping that something happens. Yeah, it's gonna take everything work, everybody working together. Yeah, I yeah. know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if people are not, if people don't, if people don't have income and they can't pay their rent, right? I mean, hopefully, no one's gonna cancel companies. rent. You know. Yeah, but hopefully, like, everybody will have some sort of 
you know, understanding. Right, right. Because if it's affecting everybody, top to bottom, almost. Yeah. What do you What do you do when it affects everybody? Well, and then, like, there's delivery drivers, like, or in Uber people. Right, right. That like, so I guess a lot of them stopped driving. Right. Like I, I I took a lift for a little bit earlier today, and the guy was telling me most of the drivers stopped driving. Right. I'm sure. Which maybe because they're afraid they're going to have like a sick person in their car or something. Right. Um, I know Grubhub, uh, or at least last I heard, Grubhub and Postmates were going to keep going. Still going. Yeah. Um, Probably the same deal with restaurants making the food and only. Yeah. Is that but, still allowed though? Uh, yeah. I mean, we're. It depends. Okay. I, I've, I've, from what I understood, is that the restrictions as of right now are that um, you you there are going to be there. Are, limited concessions made for businesses that have like uh to go business or something like oh, that okay. like uh like i said we're going to start meeting people at the door with masks and gloves and shit like right. that. it's crazy man so i mean so what if what if what's the impression that you've gotten from people that you've been talking to i think people are pretty fucking terrified yeah <laughs> yeah i i do have to say that on a positive note i am very, uh, I think it's quite remarkable that our species, our civilization has evolved to the point where we can become aware of microorganisms that can harm us. Like we can look at them through a microscope yeah. and we can go, oh shit, there's a microorganism that can harm us. And we can take action and communicate on a global scale and take and be proactive right. and do things to mitigate that. You know, it's not like. The 1600s, where we're sitting there going, where it's like, you know, we get ergot in our system, and you go, "It's a witch," or right. you know, or it's or ah, we gotta treat it with bloodletting or something like that. You well, know? yeah, but that's back when like they just dumped their sewage in the streets. Right, right, right. And pigs would run around in it. And <laughs> right. <laughs> well, and like we're not, we're not. Um, you know, there's a lot of comparisons. People are drawing a lot of parallels between like the Spanish influenza of like after 19- World War or during World War One, right, after. right. And I mean, it's a fair comparison in some ways. It's just like a case study, but so much has happened in a hundred years, right. you know, a hundred and three years that it's like it's remarkable how we're able to like organize such a large amount of the population at one time obviously not the entire population well, but like the term flattening the curve that we talk about yeah i don't know it, if i know that term. so the term flattening the curve is the a term that comes from like all the the epidemiologists and disease management type of people who basically the whole point behind what we're doing is to keep a surge of people from getting sick if everybody gets sick at the same time, it overwhelms the healthcare system and you have more deaths and you have more infected and you have more people that are showing up to the hospital and uh, it, who are contagious and can um, get other people sick. So if we quarantine people and we do social distancing, yeah, uh, we can slow that down because World Health Organization and CDC are both saying that we're past the point of containment. You know, they, they yeah. said that a, a few days ago and Really, we're at the point now where it's just it's a matter of mitigation. So so in doing this, it's basically saying that, like, many of us are going to get st- sick still eventually. Yeah. But if we can drag it out over the course of 18 months, we reduce the impact on the healthcare system. So 
So what we're doing right now to me is is pretty remarkable in terms of like, you know, this is something that might have collapsed society 100 years ago. Right. This is something that might have really been massively destructive 100 years ago. And we've come such a long way. And, and I think from a positive standpoint, I think that that's, that's pretty amazing. Our ability to communicate. Yeah, our ability to communicate but, and, our, and how science is developed, you know. Right. right. I think with as much as we've developed over uh, like the last hundred years, like what we have and how we can communicate and just technology, I feel like on a uh, biology level, those things have also Evolved in the last hundred oh, years. Yeah, I'm, well, so, and I mean, and they're going to continue to evolve. Exactly, you know? which it, is, but, means this is always going to happen. Well, the, <laughs> and and there are, there are some who say that this is just a dress rehearsal for a bigger thing to come. There are some who say that it's a matter; it's not a matter of if, but when. Yeah, you know, right now we're looking at something that has, you know, about a. Three like is is basically like three times worse than the flu, and in some places like in Italy, you know, yeah, they had they last I last I heard, and I'm sure it's gone up by now. It was like a, a thousand deaths in Italy or something, right? Like that. And they're quarantined, you know, and there there are various reasons for that, yeah. But then they've been taking their information and sharing it with other communities around the world, which may not have happened a hundred years. No ago. shit, you know what I yeah. mean? They're going. This is where we screwed up. Mm-hmm. Don't make the same mistakes that we did, and they're taking action to correct it. Antibac- an- antibacterial soap, yeah, yeah, and shit like that, like which they never had that back in the day. Right, right, right. So we can be a little cleaner now. Well, and they didn't know a hundred years ago. They didn't. I don't think they knew what a virus was a hundred years ago. No, maybe theoretically. I don't know. I don't know. I. I <laughs> I really have no idea when they figured out when. They have a band name the other day called AIDS Fingers. <laughs> ah, I got AIDS Fingers. <laughs> Stupid. I thought of a band the other day. When you said virus, and I'm like thinking about viruses. Yeah, yeah. You'd be a terrorist if you had the disease and you went around sticking your finger in people's noses. <laughs> you would be a fucking shitty terrorist just john walsh on on america's most wanted just like i'm on i'm john walsh we're on the lookout for a man only known as aids fingers you'd <laughs> or be like we, the unabomber or it'd be like corona fingers i guess <laughs> corona fingers. that's not as exciting corona really. fingers sam <laughs> <laughs> breaking into people's houses and sticking his finger in their nose oh that's so kind of interesting have, does he have drippy fingers <laughs> uh like, does yes. he have runny fingers? Yeah. They just have, like... Because he gets it from his nose. <laughs> <laughs> Transfers his nose. He picks his nose and, like, puts boogers in your mouth while you're asleep. Or, or like, on the subway and stuff like that. You're, like, he goes up to people that are laughing or mouth breathers. He's, like... <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, stop that man! And he runs up, and he's a and he's a streaker too. <laughs> he likes to smoke. He does PCP and fights cops. He's like what a. He must be cut. And he does PCP and fights cops. What's his name? Age fingers. Uh, age fingers. Age fingers. Johnny. Age um, fingers. Does, Johnny. Does he? Does he uh, hold his fingers out like little guns? Yeah, but he has he's all like, of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just doing that constantly. Yeah, he has a trench coat. <laughs> oh no, it's H fingers, Johnny. Run for your life. He's out from alleyways. <laughs> <laughs> he can climb buildings <laughs> because he's got booger fingers. Right. 
Now, last I knew, AIDS wasn't transmissible through through boogers, but in this yeah. in this reality, in this comic book reality, <laughs> AIDS finger, AIDS fingers, Johnny, AIDS finger, AIDS fingers, Johnny. Here he comes. Did you say eight fingers, Johnny? He's a, no, no, AIDS, AIDS fingers. fingers. Johnny. He's got ten of them, and they're all covered they're with all AIDS. AIDS fingers. <laughs> yeah, man, I uh, I um, a, a, another thing that has been something that I've been trying to take comfort in is it really seems that this is a a massive lesson in global community well we'll see well well and, and, and test in global community well, well and here's here's why i say that and i think it's going to change the world culturally for sure is and and i think for the positive is everyone's getting it you know, mm-hmm. so like anyone who has had any idea that they are exceptional from other humans in any way, <laughs> it's like, nope, nope. You know, this guy in Italy and this guy in Saudi Arabia and this gal over here in Mexico maybe and us. Uh, yeah, maybe oh, us, who knows, you know, or, uh, you know, this gay person this straight person this trans person this brown person this yeah. black person like it's like we're all capable of even the irish even the irish <laughs> <laughs> but we don't want the irish <laughs> even the irish yeah even the irish e- even the saint patrick's day parade is not immune and I no know. and i think i think that that's i think it's a How? good thing and i think it's um i think it's also going to force people to maybe take a step back and not need to constantly busy themselves. It's like, it's like you are being forced to pretty much stay at home. Like you're being forced to slow down a little bit and it's like, maybe it will cause people to now, maybe I'm extending too much credit to people. It's possible, <laughs> but I, I I tend to be an optimist where this is concerned. Is maybe it'll it'll get people to start thinking, you know, maybe I don't need to work so much. Maybe I could spend more time at home with my family, or True. maybe I don't need these things, or uh, you know, I don't need so many things, or I need social interaction though. Yeah, I need it. No, I hear you. And I, where I live, I I live. I don't have any neighbors. I live up above the city. I can look over everything. Where and, do you live at? Uh, I'm not trying to... Do you do live on the hill? Like, do you no. just sit on the hill oh, yeah. in, a, in a tent? <laughs> yep. Just watching over <laughs> just the Just with the wind blowing? Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> kind now, of. Where I do you live at? Up, well, I'm down kind of in the Baker neighborhood. Oh, okay. I'll tell you that. And I'm above, up above on the fourth floor. Um, and it's my buddy's place. Uh, I don't know if you... I don't know if you ever met him. Asian Eric? I call him Asian Eric. Uh, Eric, Eric is Asian. He's my buddy. How He's, would I know him? Uh, he used to hang out like at Three Kings a lot, all the time. Oh yeah, He's yeah, yeah, really yeah, yeah. Funny. He, uh, like he'll piss people off everywhere. Oh uh, yeah, no, I know exactly who you're talking about. I he love goes by Freddie sometimes yep, yeah, too, yeah, right? Yeah. You live with Eric? No, I don't live with him. But he, you live above him. Yeah, I live. Um, no, no, no. He, uh, it's his place, and he is taking care of his grandma oh. in Kentucky. So, but he he came to Denver in October, and. Uh, he, I went with him and his cousin. We saw Dead Mouse at Red Rocks. Mm-hmm. I never thought I'd end up something something like that. How was it? It was pretty fun, but it was cold. It was nineteen degrees. 
Oh, and it was at Red Rocks. It was at in Red October. Rocks in October. Yeah, Yikes. it was fun. Like I, that's what I bought this flask for to go to Red Sneaking Rocks. Sneaking it in. Yeah, yeah. check it out. It, you don't have to do that little like weird thing. Oh, it just opens up. you don't have to put a funnel in it or nothing. Nah, yeah, that's great. It's that's pretty perfect cool. for Red Rocks, man. Yeah. So, <laughs> but anyway, like <laughs> I love hanging out with him because it's just chaos. It will. Piss. I always liked him a lot. Yeah. I, I know. I know he has had a tendency to get kicked out of a lot of bars. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and so get, much fun get hanging people out. really him. mad at him, but I, I've always liked him. Like, yeah. I never kicked him out of Kings when he would come in. I would be like, <laughs> okay, dude. You need Shout to- out to uh, uh, Asian Eric. Yeah, yeah, man. Thanks for providing me a... Uh, well, so yeah, I, I pay him rent. Right, right, right. There, and it's a cool spot. It's his place. Uh, I've actually played there once. Hot Apostles played there on 4th oh, of really July. Oh, really cool. Yeah, so there's like, we we're supposed to play on the balcony, but then it started raining. So we played inside, but there's windows all over the room. So you can see fire fireworks going off all over the city. That's really cool. And if I would have lived here like in my 20s, I would have caused so many fucking problems. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like a troublemaker's treehouse, man. You can, <laughs> Trouble you could have so much fun up there, but I'm real calm and I'm not the crazy party. Yeah, or... you're not. You're not the troublemaker you once were. That was the thing is you were never like, like a violent, mean drunk or a troublemaker in a dangerous way. You yeah. were always a troublemaker in a Dennis the Menace kind of way. <laughs> yeah. Like for people who don't know, you were almost single handedly responsible for the loss of parking privileges at the the. Public service credit union across the street from three kids. Yeah, because we for Dude, like five years. I know but, uh, <laughs> because of fireworks. Well, I had all the fireworks and we were having a good old time, and then and then Shane and Rob Dog showed up, and it's like it's almost like then there was like three of me's there, or <laughs> or like you know it's like we we combined our mischief troublemaking powers, right. and we're just like <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> going nuts but then i guess they experienced sorry i don't mean to spit everywhere no nah, it's fine i don't have <laughs> <laughs> or oh, maybe i do yeah, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they experienced skatopia too so maybe yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. it is <laughs> dude that was that was another thing too is like that was around the time that we went to skatopia for the first time when we kind of brought that mischievousness back with us yep <laughs> and that changed my that changed my life. Yeah, dude. I became like I forgot what it was like to be normal after that. Like, <laughs> dude, that like that turned that turned our band into like Lord of the Flies for a couple <laughs> summers, man. It was wild. You know, like, and and we came back, and it was like that summer. I remember that summer. Like, we played a gig at Three Kings. And we had gotten into this back and forth thing with Jim Norris where we were like throwing fireworks at each other. <laughs> and we like showed up to load in for a gig and Jim Norris just kicked open the back door and threw like a fireworks. handful of fireworks at us. <laughs> and it was like, he like pulls up in that Lincoln Continental that he used to have <laughs> yeah. that, I, that I bought from him. Oh yeah. And he pops the trunk and it's just full of fireworks. Oh yeah. And he was just going around and selling them to everybody. Like I can't, 
I don't know if I could see that happening now. Probably not. Like the world would that be has called the good old days? Yeah, it's <laughs> not the stuff that happened in the good old ten days. years ago. Ten years ago, man, back in the two thousand tens, that was a crazy time. You could say all the offensive words. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could say anything you want. You could throw fireworks at each other. It was great. <laughs> but you couldn't. Sorry, you couldn't though. That was that was just. We just thought we could. Yeah, we were uh, corrupted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because that's like where at Skatopia, uh, there is that dude. One time, like this dude pulled up in a pickup truck and came up to me. He's like, "Hey, man!" He's like, "I got beer and fireworks. Do you want to like go cruise around and shoot people with Roman candles?" It's like, yes, yeah. <laughs> Am I dead? <laughs> like, so I got in the trunk, and I was like, "You got to turn the radio up, man!" And we're like, uh, so I'm like bouncing around the back of his trunk, giggling, right. spilling beer all over myself, shooting Roman candles at strangers. Right, right, right. <laughs> Horribly irresponsible behavior, but like at that time, it just like it seemed like the right so thing to do. Do you remember when? Um, uh, it was, I think, the second time we played Skatopia, and uh, we were at our campsite, and Bruce Martin's kid smashed up some girl's, like, because for people who haven't been to Skatopia, they oh, yeah. bring cars to smash up and set on fire, right? And it's a ton of fun, and, like, they, like, roll them down to the bottom of that big, that big, uh, the that big hole in the middle of all the campgrounds, that little like ditch in the middle of all yeah. the campgrounds, and they roll them down there, and everybody smashes them up, and they light them on fire, and it's a great time. But Bruce's kid, who I want to say was like 11, 12 years old at the time, troublemaker, sma- yeah, smashed up just some random girl's car, <laughs> and like just like broke her windshield, and and went to it, and like like Bruce had to come up and like. You know, take care of the situation. And, and if I remember correctly, I don't know how it got resolved, but I do know her car, like she just gave up and it ended up just getting rolled down That's to the sad, bottom of the man. hill. That sucks. And sat on fire. I mean, I can't imagine. That could have happened at any of our possessions there, too. Right. There is Dude. a chance. Ima- like, imagine if we showed up and they just decided to roll the van down the hill and light <laughs> it on so fire. fucking angry. And we're just like, what the fuck? Dude. We would have we died because we would have uh, turned into psychos and started no, stabbing all those. really mad. Well, I think probably <laughs> what would have killed us is you would have gotten really mad. <laughs> yeah. The rest of us would have been mad, but we would have been afraid. <laughs> but you would have, like, you're pretty fearless. Like, I have to say, you're a pretty fearless person. Like, you don't, like, like I consider myself a pretty extroverted guy. But, like, I'm not comfortable just going up to strangers at a show and handing them a flyer. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, that's uncomfortable for me. Yeah. You will go up to literally anyone and be like, hey, there's a show coming up. You should come check it out. Right. Like, it's you, fun. You're pretty fearless. So I could see if that went down, you getting angry and yelling about it and not caring about the consequences and the rest of us being like, Tay, we're angry too, but they're going to bury us in the forest <laughs> yeah, if you don't these stop. Are. Let's just Let's just... Like, These cut our losses and get out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think what probably would have ended up happening is you would have gotten mad, and then we would have all gotten killed. <laughs> and then the tour would have ended. Right, right. And Somebody would, would have like, gotten away. Whatever happened to those guys? <laughs> like, one person would just be on the side of the highway just covered <laughs> in gore, <laughs> and then the credits roll. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah, man. So, um... Fucking, oh, shit. fucking shit! I got uh, you this, too. What is That's this? That's bear root. 
Oh, cool. Do you know, it's I good. know what bare root is. Yeah, fuck it. And it's great for, so if you're a singer, it's good for that. I gave, like, um, I gave Aaron in uh, Love Stallion some, too. And I was thinking, like, good to give to singers, but also during this time period, it's great for your respiratory system. Right, dude. Thank you so much. Fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, um, I remember... Uh, like one of the things that I used to I used to take on tour a lot per your recommendation was like OSHA root. Oh yeah, extract, which is the which same, is the same thing, thing. Yeah, right. And um, your grandfather yeah. was the one who who introduced introduced you to that. Um, well, actually, no. It, I mean, kind of. Yeah, but it really, it was just a thing that was always around. Right. He had right. it. My mom had it. Everybody had bear root for like winter time when people start getting sick. Right. Right. You make a tea with it, and then you chew on it. Cool. It it's, smells good too. I like it. Oh, me too. Hmm. Cool, man. Thank you. <laughs> It'd be really funny if it was actually little turds that I shaped like bear root <laughs> just to get you to take away. It'd be like, I'm just kidding. That's shit. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Aw. <laughs> Never yank a prankster. <laughs> so, um, so you were saying that uh, Decatur really isn't doing anything. Well, uh, De- yeah, because Chris moved away to Ventura, uh, California. Where apparently it's chaos there now too. For uh, I mean, it's, he's he's a drummer, Chris Howard. He's fucking awesome. You should meet him. He runs. He has a podcast called uh, Coffee After Su- Coffee with Suicide. Uh, how the fuck? Coffee with Suicide Pixie uh, Dust. It's yeah. He yeah. He talks to a lot of people. Um, coffee After Suicide or something. Fuck, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Look at look at <laughs> look it up and we'll find out what it is later. All right. Um yeah, but uh so so he's moved away. Yeah. And then and then Hot Apostles isn't really doing anything. Yeah, last show we played was a house party and it was fucking fun. Was that the house party you were talking about? Yeah. yeah over at Eric's place? Uh no, no, this was uh this was one um a liquor store I delivered to. I really cool, cool, awesome people that work there. They had a house party and uh and so they, had, they needed a band to play. Right. So we played, and it was in their basement, and it was so much fun. It was just a good time. And that's the night. Wait, weren't you playing that night, too? It might have been. At the Bluebird or something? Oh, so I yeah, wasn't yeah, yeah, to make yeah, it yeah, over, yeah. We played, um, we played with Judah at the Bluebird that night. Oh, Judah. Yeah, that band kicks that so band much kicks, ass. They kick so much ass, dude. It's like... Hope they're okay. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right, because they're in Italy. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they're on lockdown. Probably. You know what I mean? But, I mean... Like a lot of what I have seen coming out of of Italy is, you know, people at first were resistant to it because that's just like, and this is this is based upon uh, a, cor- a correspondence <coughs> that I heard on like um, like uh, Today Explained or something like that on a podcast. But the correspondent that was talking about it was saying that like culturally, Italians kind of have this like. I don't give a fuck attitude and don't really like being told what to do and tend to like, what did she say? She, she described them as line cutters. She's like, she's like, they just kind of, you know, they don't like being pushed around. They, they, they do what they like to do. Right. And so at first people were kind of resistant to it. But then once all the numbers started coming in, people started getting really sick. Everybody's cooperating. Everybody's cooperating, but everybody is also like, like, have you seen the videos of people like, Singing. Playing music and singing from their balconies yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, and like because they're very social too. They're <clears throat> super. When I was social. in Italy, when I was a kid, 
I went to it was like all social things that I went to and everybody was always happy and touching each other and oh, putting yeah. their mouths on each other's faces <laughs> and <I> shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they kiss each other when they greet each other and yeah. they, they embrace a lot and they you know, and that yeah. was that was another thing, it's like when I went to Three Kings for the show we just did, you know, I'm expecting everybody to be like, Stay away or I like the place shit, to be man. empty and everybody was just like it was the opposite. Right. Everybody was so happy to see each other. Yeah. And it was giving like hugs. giving hugs and hugs high fives. And a handshake, right? I, I don't know. Who knows, dude? I mean, really, from from what don't pick from my what nose I understand, yeah, well, from what I understand is the um, the the most infectious uh, time is is actually when you're not even showing any symptoms, and the virus sheds in your throat. So it like. You know, if you're like coughing yeah. or like like it's coming out of your throat and out of your mouth and it's getting into other people's throats and mouths and eyes and things like that. So well, can't you drink water and wash it down into your stomach acid and kill it? <laughs> oh, I mean, seriously. I, I don't know. I really don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> hey, we should probably mention at this point that Tay and I are not experts of any kind. <laughs> so yeah, we don't know shit, Yeah, man. take everything that we're saying with a grain of salt. And take everything that you read on social media with a grain of salt, especially. Right. Because um, there is a whole economy based around eyeballs and likes and comments and you're getting to your emotions and getting to your emotions right <laughs> and your fears and right shit. and the news has the news has to keep going i know the it, ratings right so <laughs> I've, i i it's been good to like um there's three podcast episodes that i listened to that were super helpful is uh sam harris did two interviews with um two epidemiology experts uh that were recent episodes of his podcast and then uh joe <laughs> joe rogan had michael uh osterholm or osterholm on his on his show and that was a really I think good i one saw too. part of a clip of that that's where he's actually he knows what he's talking about. yeah he really knows what he's talking yeah. about and and so hearing uh, the experts <laughs> you're fine <laughs> Oh no! He's got it! He's got burping disease! Oh no! Oh, oh no! Oh. No, but I mean, so like, listening to, to experts talk about it, Yeah, you know, they break it down in a way where it's like, you know, we... This is going to harm a lot of people. This is going to have... Um, you know, negative economic impact. You know, it's it yeah. is going. To, people are going to die, mm-hmm. but it's not Armageddon, right? Whereas you have these media sources that are just driving up the panic and are causing people to do the panic buying, right? You know, or causing people to act act irrationally. So are you are you stocked up on shit? Or you know I, I'm not so, crazy stocked up, but so, I get. So we have. Like, first of all, Sarah goes to the store every week Yeah, because we're fortunate that our overhead is pretty low because she owns she owns our home. Oh, yeah. And Fuck so yeah. I'm able to support us off of working at a chicken wing place. You know what Hell I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's it's nice. So she stays home anyway mm-hmm. um, and does the stay-at-home mom thing. And so we stay pretty regularly stocked up anyway. Yeah. Um, so we've been okay in that Three regard. Three to feed. Yeah, three mouths to feed, and and you know she's super fucking responsible. So yeah. she's, oh, yeah. she's yeah, so she's good at that stuff. 
Um, but then, you know, uh, she is also, you know, um, understandably concerned. Right. And we have a little baby at home. And even though kids seem to be more or less safe, yeah. you know, she doesn't want to take any risks with our little kid. So she ordered delivery, I want to say, on Friday and delivery is out until Wednesday. So Wednesday we'll get we'll get a delivery of food and supplies. Groceries? Yeah, groceries. Oh, you get the groceries to your house? Yeah, yeah. I want to I was thinking about maybe well, but having then, to do that. Dude, I mean, it's it's a good thing, but then you have people like my grandma, yeah, who my grandma doesn't even own a computer. So she wouldn't be able to figure out. Yeah, if it's all technology based. Well, she doesn't she doesn't want to. <clears throat> right. Like the closest she got is she got like a, a jitterbug, you know those like old people cell phones. I don't even know what that is, dude. It's, it's just, called a it's, jitterbug. <laughs> I, I don't. It's dude. I'm sure you've seen the late night commercials for it, but it's like she has like a like an old lady cell phone for people that don't that feel like technology has left them behind, right? And they're like, I don't understand. <laughs> like my grandma's one of those type of ladies. Like she actually says, like, well, I would do that, but you can't do it unless you have a magic phone, and I just have no interest in learning to do that. I'm like, magic phone, grandma, come on. It is magical, but um, <laughs> but like, like so she can't do the pre-order stuff. She can't do the delivery type of thing. She does right. all her own all her own shopping. Yeah, and I've talked to both of my grandmas, and they seem like they're okay, all things considered. Yeah, I think. I think the hoarding and the panic buying is is not something that is necessarily universal. It's just happening at a lot of places, and it's getting a lot of coverage. Yeah. And because it's getting a lot of coverage, it's getting more coverage, and it's yeah. creating more of it. You know? The thing I don't understand is um, why, why is toilet paper the star of the show? <laughs> Star of the show. Um, you know what I mean? Well, it because when people go into a panic like that, yeah, they think you know, I've got to stock up on co- toilet paper and I got to stock up on water. Um, right. Sarah was telling me about a, a friend of hers that, from work, yeah, where she got into an altercation with a grown man. This is a twenty-something-year-old woman, yeah, who got into an altercation with a grown man over a case of water. Fucking children. Yeah, dude, and I'm like. <laughs> I'm listening to this going, man, um, you realize you can still drink the tap water. Right, like, right. They, like, they haven't shut off the water. And people are – have you seen the lines for people going to get guns? Oh, my fucking God. Are you serious? Yeah, dude. Like, uh. there, are, there are people that are like – they're like, I got to get a gun because it's about to turn fucking Mad Max. And That's it's like, scary, man. Well, Sarah's like, well, it's kind of like with the hurricane with the looters. I'm like – yeah. I'm like nobody's coming. Nobody's coming looting. But nobody's going to come break into your house for for water or toilet paper. Society has not collapsed. Right. In, in, in fact, it goes back to what we were talking about earlier, which is, you know, it is a good sign that we live in a time where we have science and technology, yeah. and we are able to go. There's a thing that could really harm us. Mm-hmm. Let's take some actions as a society to. To mitigate the negative impact and to to let's do some damage control right, right. now, like a hundred years ago, even fifty years ago, even twenty years ago, 
I think things would be a lot worse than they are right now. What was my dad telling me about when back in the 70s, something shut down and everything, it was a similar situation. But it had nothing to do with like a disease. It was, uh, fuck was it? Something happened. Right. And it was like two weeks of everything being closed. I can't remember what he was telling me about. Well, I mean, you know, there there have been all kinds of different events throughout history. You know, there was the rolling blackouts in New York. There, you know, there have been other concerns about, you know, pandemics, you know, outbreaks and things like that. It hasn't gotten to this level. You know, this is this is a novel experience because it's kind of like we're I mean, not lucky, but like we're we're living through an interesting time in history. Right. In the in humans history. You know, it is really cool. At the very least, is look, man, it's going to – there are things about it that are going to suck no matter what. Yeah. So, like, compounding the suckiness <laughs> is only going to make it suck more. Right, right, right. So, so I keep trying to look for these things that are, like, really cool about it or, like, like it, yeah. exciting or interesting or and, – and one of the things about it is, is, like, that term unprecedented. You know, like, this is an unprecedented – event in human history like it was enough that it shut down sports mm-hmm. like the fucking nba shut down it's enough uh, that it like no shut down every concert you know every what i mean bar and restaurant probably i don't i is that just denver or is that i it, i think there it's it varies from state to state oh yeah like ohio and chicago's as a city but they're fo- i mean one's following the next you what's, know what i mean oh uh, you talked to them well of course you have i like, talked to tony, tony right before we got on here he was at work so he had to drop out um tony is uh you know tony's worried yeah um laura, laura works for a bank and so she's good he's doing electrician stuff and yeah i mean he'll have work because he's a, he's an electrician right and they're gonna need electricians no matter what Fucking you know? a, yeah so so that's a good thing so he's gonna be able to keep working but like laura's at you the know bank. laura's gonna be out of work and really um, is her bank like do our banks closed uh they're pro i mean I don't know. I, hope I, not. I really don't know. Our conversation got kind of cut short because he was at work and had to get back to oh, it. Oh, right but, on. But um, Damien works in the service industry. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I assume I assume that Damien's not going to be able to work. But here's the other thing too: is like, I also Sarah talked to a friend of hers who lives in New York, who's kind of a younger gal, and kind of a socialite and is yeah. involved in like the club scene out there and like the social scene in New York, which is a whole different universe. Oh, you know what I mean? Sounds like fun. Yeah. Yeah. It <laughs> sounds super fun. But for a lot of these places, it hasn't even slowed down. No shit. You know, people are still going out like in New York city, in New York city and in, in oh, Chicago man. and like to the point where, you know, the government has had to step in and go, hey, seriously, <laughs> stop going out. Stop. Stop now. Stop doing it. I don't know how I'm going to do this. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> no, I mean, it, but here's the thing is the sooner that we start practicing the social distancing thing. Yeah. The sooner we do what we can to flatten the curve, mm-hmm. to spread things out the sooner we can go back to normal. Yeah. It's like the more that we overload the health care system, the more that the, 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 the greater that the surge is in an infection, right. the longer this is all going to go on and the more damage it's going to do. Yeah. So it's just like everybody just take a breath and just like, like yes, things are going, things are going to be very shitty and there are going to 
I'm very fortunate in that I have resources and support to allow me right, to right. to still keep my head above water for the most There's part. A lot I'm, of people that aren't very fortunate. No, I'm I'm very privileged it. in that way, and I and I and I fully acknowledge that. But on average, as a species, as a society, it is in our best interest to do what we can to kind of like slow this whole thing down and try and like <clears throat> help society recoup. I know. You know, I just, I really hope that the powers that be, you know, meet up with us on it. You know, and and I'm not going to hold my breath. <laughs> I'm not going to hold my breath. I was saying this morning, I was like, man, you know, I'm no fan of Trump. I don't think that's any secret. But <laughs> he, like, has this opportunity to, like, be a hero. You will have saved the lives of millions, millions of, of registered, registered voters. <laughs> totally, dude. Like, he has this opportunity. Donnie. To, like... <laughs> <laughs> you could save them. Maybe if we're wrong, if we're wrong. We'll, we'll go, go to, to jail, jail peacefully, peacefully, quietly. We'll enjoy it. <laughs> no, but I, he has this opportunity to to be a hero, right? You know what I mean? And we'll see. There's a part of me that really hopes that in his ever strategic mindset. <laughs> You know what I mean? He goes, he goes. This could really work out in my favor. You know, and and I hope he does the right thing. Yeah, yeah. You know seriously. what I mean? Does something to help people out. The other thing that I thought was really cool is out of, like, first of all, our governor, I think Paul, has Paulus? been. Yeah, I think yeah. Paulus has been doing a great job. Yeah, I, from yeah. from what I, I have I, observed, I for him. yeah, he seems on top of it. Yeah. Um. You know, I know he, there's people that don't like him, but I don't know. What. Yeah, but people, there's people don't like. Politicians, man. Yeah. For every po- like for everyone who likes a politician, there's people that don't like a politician. Right. You know? <laughs> like, ah, I hate that guy. Why? because ah, he's on the other team than the he's team that communist. I'm on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a <laughs> communist or he's a socialist or he's whatever. He's you gonna know? force us all to be gay. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Dude, actually when uh the day they announced that uh he got elected because yeah. I met him once. Oh um, really? Yeah, we did we did a gig and I've mentioned this a couple times on the podcast, so sorry if I'm repeating myself everybody, but we did this uh, gig at the Four Seasons. I haven't heard it. <laughs> <laughs> we did this gig at the Four Seasons where he got hired for a private party. And um, the guy who threw it was like a big oil and gas guy. He was a super nice dude. Yeah. But he was a retired oil and oil and gas CEO. And um, Jared Polis was at his birthday party. And I got introduced to him. And, you know, we exchanged cool. a few words. He was a super nice guy. And. And then he took off probably because he didn't want to get his picture taken with a guy that was dressed up like Satan at a fucking at an oil tycoon's uh, birthday you party. You just stood next to him the whole time, dude. I I tried to get a picture, but he bailed really fast. Whoa. But he was just a really nice guy, you yeah. know. And then when he got elected, all this, of a sudden it comes out: Colorado elects their first, you know, Jewish and openly gay governor. Yeah. And I'm like, I had no idea. I just I didn't know that either. You know, actually. I just thought he was a nice right. guy. Yeah. You know, and then that came out and I'm like, well, cool. he's nice because he's Jewish and gay. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only reason that he's nice. No, and I mean it was um so that, then that was just kind of like, oh, you know, that's cool, too, you know, mm-hmm. and people are hitting me up and they're like, hey, man, congrats, you know, Colorado is really doing some great things. And it's like, it's like, what do you mean? just yeah. because they elected a, a gay and Jewish guy? Yeah, that don't or mean because shit. They, or because they elected a good person. Right, right. You that's know? what it... it that's, that's what it all it fucking boils down to. Yeah. I mean, I voted for him too, but I voted for him just because I met him and I thought he was a nice guy. Right. And I... 
kept an eye on his commentary on some policies, and I was like, okay, he seems like he has his head in the right place. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna vote for him. And then it came out, and it's like, it's like it, it, there was there was people who were like, that was what was great about electing him, not the fact that, like, what if, what if like Hitler was reincarnated as like. Like a gay Jewish vegan dude, you know what I mean? <laughs> People were just like, you know, Colorado elects their first gay Jewish vegan chancellor, and you know, it's like, it's like, but he's, but he's still Hitler, you know what right. I mean? Like, uh, wait, wait, so why, why is it, why is it Hitler that gets reincarnated? I well, because that my point is, is that that like that's not what's awesome about. Oh, right, right. So if he had like the mustache and everything, and he's just like. But he's, <laughs> yeah, but like people would be like all excited about that, and he's a Colorado, and, and, and you're like, and you're like, well, yeah, he's a Colorado, and he's vegan, and he's gay, and he's Jewish. But dude, something about this guy's policies just don't sit right with me, right? Like, like <laughs> <laughs> you know. Oh, shit. Anyway, so anyway, like I was saying, I think Polis is doing a great job. Yeah, you know, he's he's he seems to be on top of it. Uh, I, I haven't really been paying much attention to the mayor. I don't know. I know a lot of people aren't a fan of our mayor, so I... He's I mean, going to have my ass. <laughs> <laughs> the mayor's going to have my ass. That's all I know about the mayor. <laughs> <laughs> that he's going to have my ass. Gonna, <laughs> that's like the classic thing you're supposed to say. If you're in, all I know is that the mayor's been up my ass <laughs> The about mayor's this. been up my ass about this. I got to pee real quick. Yeah, no, that's is cool. That's cool? Yeah, no, I um, I'm going to take a moment then to give a shout out to our sponsors. Okay, Go ahead cool. and take a leak. And you can play with the fart thing and the slingshot or whatever cool, have man. fun I'll be All right. right back uh, Tay's gonna go take a leak and okay. I'm gonna give a quick shout out to our sponsors it's funny if I had a microphone attached to me, <laughs> <laughs> me oh I got a story about that later oh I can't wait yeah oh man okay let's see here let's uh okay first and foremost our most venerable nay venereal sponsor Matula Plumbing Matula! Shit rolls downhill. Don't be at the bottom. Your number two is our number one priority. Your shit is our bread and butter. Angie's List Super Service Award winner back in 2011. One one is the only one that matters. He'll wear the booties for you. Jerry Matula. Also, uh, stay tuned. You may have seen us post earlier this week. We are working on a limited edition uh, authorized Matula plumbing shirt designed by Jerry Matula. Uh, we talked to Jerry Matula a couple weeks ago, and he gave us his blessing to make the Matula plumbing shirts. So we're going to do that here soon, and we're really excited about it. Uh, if you're in the Des Plaines, Illinois a- area, and you need your uh, shit piped, hit up our man Jerry Matula. Mutiny Information Cafe, 2 South Broadway, in the heart of Denver, Colorado, up there at Broadway and Ellsworth. Mutiny is everything. Uh, books, records, coffee, live events, cereal bar. We actually just got to uh, have Balls of Steel used in um, in a new ad for, for their cereal bar and their pinball machines. Oh, they have pinball machines, too. They also um, have a media service division, of which we are part. Uh, this is a mutiny transmission. That, and they just do everything. And um, they, are, they are the cultural heart of Denver. So go on down there, check them out, and tell Jim and Matt that the boys sent you. 
Mutant. The Nug Nation Studios here at an undisclosed location in the Rhino District of Denver. Uh, man, we're going to have some cool stuff coming down the pike here real soon that we're really excited about. Tay got to take the tour. What'd you think of the, the Nug Nation stuff? Fucking awesome. It's really cool, man. We're doing some really fun stuff over here. Eastside. <laughs> uh, let's see. Let's see. What else? What else? What else? Um, oh, uh, yeah. See all the Nugs and their wacky adventures and uh, all the other stuff that we're turning out here at the Nug Nation studios. Uh, Flipside Music, just off of Coma Street, down there in, um, what do you call it? I call it the Rock Block over there on a coma. Uh, because it's like a one-stop shop Dude, for it's nice, because you you got, you've got Flipside, you've got, we actually Willie's use, got the, Andrew's got the thing. Yeah, the bla- uh, Blackout Screen Printing's over there. Um, there's also an embroidery shop, oh, and yeah. then we actually used the... Uh, the rehearsal space over there because uh, Rocket Space was booked up. Oh, no shit. They're like It's like SRS Studios yeah, or yeah. something and then, like that. And then, uh, um, then there's The Keep. Oh, yeah, The Keep's recording right over there, studio. Yeah. Which is pretty badass. Yeah, it's pretty cool, man. Recorded a song there once. Oh, did you really? Yeah. How'd you like it? It was fun, man. We were working with Nick. Uh, yeah, Nick, Nick Sullivan's Sullivan. great, man. Yeah, it was so much fun. It was easy. Yeah. There's nothing to it. He's a lot of fun, man. Um, <clears throat> Let me see. Uh, oh, yeah. Flipside flip side music, everything you want. None of the stuff you don't. Uh, the largest selection of effects pedals in the region, and their little uh, their little jam room is great to try out yeah. some of their different pro- uh, products. It's a really good place. Uh, stop by and tell Ike the boys sent you. Ike. Uh, Rocket Space Rehearsal Studios, the official rehearsal space of motherfucking Ruckus, and and a whole shitload of other bands here in town. Um, I haven't heard anything if they're shutting down or not. Uh, I assume that they're still allowing people to conduct rehearsals. I don't know. You'd have to look into that. Uh, uh, I was just there because I, man, I've been. Yeah, you've done a ton of work for them, haven't you? Uh, well, I did that one wall, but I was walking because I walked here because. Uh, because I'm an adventure artist. Right, right. But so I walked here and I had to pee so bad. I got to pee a lot. But because <laughs> I've been drinking so much water and yeah, coffee. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, like, so I walked there and I was like, oh, Rocket Space, I'm going to go in there. And Kate was in there. So I was like, what's up, Kate? And actually, she gave me a ride the rest of the way here. Oh, did she? Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Was, uh, yeah. So. I had I had Kate on the show, man. It was it was one of our most popular episodes. People really loved. Oh no album. shit. Yeah. yeah that uh, she was telling me like what like. Six months ago or something like that? Yeah, something like that. Right. You've had a lot of people in here. Dude, It's it's been great, man. It's This is our 98th episode. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we're getting ready to hit 100 episodes here in a couple of weeks. Um, Jimmy Mike, was telling me he started listening to him a lot. All the people he knows. Oh, really? So, yeah, he'll probably listen to this oh, one. Oh, Jimmy Fannin. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I talked to him... Um, I, I talked to him at the White Fudge show, and and he said he's been he said he's been binging on the show, man. Yeah, I was like, totally. No fucking way. That's great. No, so uh, Jimmy Fannin, if you're listening, watching, shout out to you, my man, uh, and big shout out to Rocket Space Rehearsal Studios, Evergroove Studio in Evergreen, Colorado. Uh, yeah. It is our official recording studio. We just got done recording a bunch of stuff up there. Any of you bands? Uh, I want to mention this. Anybody who's had a show canceled should definitely hit them up. They have a state-of-the-art um, 
live streaming broadcast studio set up Ooh. by um, Ethan Klein, who helps us with our live streams from QSC. Uh, Ethan couldn't be here today, so we're doing it on the Mevo. But some of the some of the fancier um, streams that you have seen us do, uh, that is all thanks to Ethan Klein uh, up there at Evergroove. Really, really, truly fantastic stuff. Um, hit up, go to evergroove.com. Uh, hit up Brad and Jenny and Ethan and the whole crew and Thank see you. about getting in there. It's uh, it's a really cool thing to do, man. Hell yeah. And then uh, last but most, I want to give a shout out to the people who back us on patreon.com slash mfruckus. You guys make the goddamn world go round. We would not be able to do what we do if it weren't for you um, with... Your small recurrent monthly contribution. We are able to fly Tony in and out. We're able to play, uh, pay for recording sessions. We're able to pay for our ads to promote our shows. We're able to get merch printed. Yeah, 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 man. Yeah, dude, you should think about getting a Patreon together. Seriously, it's cool. It's cool, man. Well, I've like, been hearing about it. Like, um, so yeah. ba- so basically, what we have set up is, it, you know, what most people do is is you. Come in at whatever pledge level you want. So we have a few people that are at higher levels, but most people are kind of at the the like lower one to five dollar level for a monthly contribution, and then they get access to exclusive content, early content, like when we get new mixes or something, or That's we do a new demo. Rad. We give it to them. Um, we show them the comic as we put it out. Yeah. Uh, you know, we we really we share everything with our patrons, and I think that even if we our didn't, Patreon patrons, they would they would still be cool with it. Yeah. Because uh, most of the feedback that I've gotten is you know. We just we like what you guys do and want to help you out. Fucking a, yeah, yeah it's really cool. So uh, I, I I recommend it to anybody who uh, is out there creating shit. Yeah, um, seriously, thank you so much. And even if you're not necessarily into what we do, there are a ton of great creators on Patreon. So go to Patreon.com and uh, check out your favorite creators. Okay, yeah. cool, cool. And that is the sponsor shout out section of the show. <sighs> God. Oh, that was fucking boring. Oh, God. <laughs> so let's talk about boring. something different now. <laughs> let's talk about what I want to talk about. This is about. boring. <laughs> I'm really bored talking about the fucking stupid pandemic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's. I guess you have to talk about it. No, I Everybody, mean you, you do, and and really, and it sucks for all of our friends that aren't going to be able to bartend and work at restaurants and shit like that i feel um, bad for all of them because i lo- yeah. i talked to logan today he's out of work until um may 11th is you goose town yeah Man, he's out of work till may 11th and and that's the thing is Ty still doing delivery work yeah ty's still at work for now um you know and and that's the really hard thing man is you know i'm fortunate in my job that because we do um we do takeout i'll still be able to go to work yeah but our friends who are bartenders, you know, Sucks, they're, I, they're I owe them all shots. Yeah, I, I'm saying this right now, but I I feel like I all our bartender friends, I need to get them shots. Yeah, yeah, they have all kept me nice and buzzed. <laughs> <laughs> well, not only that, there's, I mean, with a lot of those places, if you file for unemployment because you get cash tips is such a big part of your income. If you file for unemployment, you're Still, I, I could be wrong about this, but I think they're only going to get sixty percent of their hourly. Hmm. You know, I don't know if they get supported for their tipped income. 
Right. I don't know. But, and, oh, and I had mentioned earlier, uh, I was hourly is a lot lower. Oh, dude, it's it's really low. Like especially in, you know, some places in the south. You know, yeah. Server minimum wage is like three dollars and some change or something like that. You know what I mean? So they're getting hurt. Um, there are resources out there, from what I understand. There's a lot of people who are trying to raise money to um, help offset the the impact to to the service community because a lot a lot of people in the service community are getting hit really really hard so um anybody out there who's watching or listening if you know of any great resources to help people out who are in the service industry please share those in the comments please share them around if you see a petition sign it um because those, those people are really hurting man and uh we need to look out for them and if you are going to a place where people are still open which I mean, tonight's the night, man, dude. <laughs> I'm gonna go to Tui's tonight. I want to stop by there because I, I know that they're gonna close soon. And this is the fucked up thing, is like they have to keep working, Ish. and because they have to keep working, they're at greater risk for exposure. Oh, and then there's that too. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like, it's like they should be able to go home and wait it out with the rest of us right. without having to worry about some drunk guy coming in and coughing into the back of their throat. You know what I mean? Right. And or our fucking AIDS fingers Johnny. Or AIDS fingers Johnny coming down in. the and, chimney. Ah, oh, damn it, he got me in the nose again. AIDS fingers Johnny. Johnny you're incorrigible. <laughs> no, uh, seriously, any help that you can uh, give to our um, our friends and family in the uh, in the service community, um, bartenders and 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 service service staff, especially like people with tip jobs. That was another thing that I was um, mentioning when I started talking about Polis. Is I also really liked um, uh, Bernie's address. Like Bernie just did an address on the coronavirus and uh, after the debate or whatever. Uh, I was before the debate. Oh, okay, I didn't actually see the debate. I was working. I didn't, yeah, so, yeah, I haven't seen it yet. I I plan to go back and watch it, but. Um, before that, he he gave an address to the nation, uh, live streamed an address to the nation, and I'll watch it, dude. And and it was the most presidential thing I've seen anybody <laughs> say yet. You, you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like it was, he was just like, "This is the problem. This is what needs to be done about it." Like done these, about it. Yeah. This is we need to take care of our people. We need to make sure working class Americans. We need to make sure that working class Americans have. Healthcare for all, <laughs> Medicare Health- for all, <laughs> Medicare for all. <laughs> we need to make sure. And he and he actually um, he mentioned Bernie. service people. He oh met, yeah, he was like he was like our bartenders and our servers and oh, our, yeah. and our tipped employees. We need to make sure that they're taken care of strip, too. Strip clubs are closing. That means strippers too. Yeah, I mean, dude, that and, and that's you know that's no joke. Uh, yeah, seriously. You know what are they gonna do? You know, I guess they webcams. Have- you could do a webcam thing. Uh, you got to figure out the whole computer thing. If they already know, I mean, that's that. If I was a stripper, I'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to work this technology. God damn it! So ah, what, shit. So then that's another question that I that I have for you is, what are your thoughts on all the uh, all the live stream stuff that bands have been putting out? I think it's. I mean, I kind of. I don't know because I think it's cool. And I want to do stuff like that. Like, I want to start right. having more people come over to my house and playing a guitar and just doing fun shit like that yep. and recording it. 
like creating backing tracks and then just have like a little cool thing we invent. Yeah, that's really cool. Because it's just, it's fun. And yeah. it get, you know, like if you make it goofy, people get a laugh out of it. And right. That's, you know. I wonder if, it, like, I think it's, I think it's cool that more and more people are experimenting it now because of that. Because yeah. I, so live stream, you mean like Facebook? I, fuck, I got to learn all this like shit. Like right man. now, like right now we're on this Mevo camera, right? And it is, we are streaming to like three different Facebook pages and then Periscope. Can I look at it? Like yeah, right you now, can. As you, yeah, you can. You can look it up right now. On and, um, Facebook or something? Yeah. If you go to, if you go to uh, the MF Ruckus Facebook page. Oh, real quick. Coffee Over Suicide. Coffee Over Suicide yeah. is the name of that podcast. Yeah, and it's Chris Howard. And cool. He is awesome musician, awesome drummer, great singer. Uh, cool. He's just a such a talented fucking dude. Cool. Yeah, right, I'll check wanna, it out. I want to look at it yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah. No, you can look. You can look at it right now. But or, like, so, so like, I've got audio running into the Mevo. It would be very easy for us. In fact, I've been thinking about it. Oh shit! That's me. Yeah, that's you. Cool. And that's you. And then there's the book of farts. Yeah, and then <laughs> and there's the book of farts. The book of farts. <laughs> the book of farts. <laughs> yeah, um but uh uh so I've been seeing more and more people doing it and I think it's cool cuz I wonder if like forcing people to learn that technology is going to cause people to get better and better and better at this like at the live streaming stuff, you know what I mean? Like we could easily take I've got a mixer in there where we could hook mics up to it. We could plug guitars into it. We could yeah. we could plug all sorts of stuff into it. And we could get a group of people in this room and we could broadcast, you know, not the highest quality uh, live broadcast, but, dude, it, I mean, it would be better than anything we would have thought possible right. 10, 20 years ago. I just use my fucking camera phone. I just set it up right. and point it at me. And I have a ladder with uh, gear ties. Oh, actually, if you want a gear tie, you have one too. What's a gear tie? What is a gear tie? What is this? It's a gear tie. Fucking badass. Check so what out. do you use this for? Whatever you want. It's a gear tie. It's like a twist tie. But you can hold you can hold like cords together with it. You can oh cool yeah. I got my jacket wrapped up in one, so I don't have to. Well, it's cool. Yeah, Check this is handy. Whoa, see that? Oh yeah. So I can go in. So it's one. not licorice. No, well you, I, they taste good too though. I <laughs> I eat them sometimes. <laughs> I got one on my boots. Seriously, can I have this? Fuck, yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy cool. birthday. Thank you. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> yeah, I got you a gear tie and a fart book and a GI Joe. Well, Dude, this is the best. Wow. <laughs> yeah. He's not a GI Joe. He's a Cobra. But Cobras are cooler anyway. I agree. They're kind of like the Raiders though. Everybody hates them. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, one of my favorite uh, Cobra dudes was. Um, who is the ninja dude that was, he was a cobra, and then he became a Joe? Was that Snake Eyes? Snake Eyes. Yeah. It was Snake Eyes. He was a bad guy, and then he became a good guy. I didn't know he was a bad guy. I think he was didn't a bad cause guy. Because there's, there's Storm Shadow that also is like... Maybe I'm thinking of Storm Shadow. Oh, fuck, I don't remember. Hey, <laughs> anybody who's watching and knows who the bad guy turned good guy was in G.I. Joe, <laughs> and please post it in the comments, because we really want to know. Right. This is actually pretty important. <laughs> <laughs> so if you could get around to that, like, immediately. Right. Be great. Now. <laughs> right? Now. Um... No, but uh, 
I forgot what the fuck I was saying. G.I. Joe's. Oh, G- <laughs> dude, we were talking about G.I. Joe's. Like, yeah. It wasn't that long ago. It was like it was a really like, cool conversation. Really? <laughs> hey, are we going to smoke that joint or... Uh, <laughs> you're like looking at the flask of mezcal and looking at the joint and like doing math you, in your head. How about I, I give it to you for your birthday? Oh, aren't you, you sweet? I'm I good, got a though. joint. I got a GI Joe. I got some bear root. I got I got a well, book so of farts. I got a gear tie. I love that you're just like pulling stuff out of your backpack <laughs> and going here. Take this. Yeah, I got all kinds of cool stuff. I got have this pens. too. I got some pens. So, um, so about the uh, the live streaming thing. So I saw our friend Bart McCrory. Yeah. Oh yeah, because he does his thing. Yeah, too. he does his thing, and he posted something today that it was like, you know, getting feedback from people that was just like, so like, hey, what do you think about the bands that are doing live streams? Do you think it's cool or do you think it's annoying? And a lot of people are like, no, I would love to see you put some stuff out. I think it's really cool. I think it's a great way to. To, you know, deal with the cabin fever and blah, blah, yeah. blah. And, like, all this, like, great, really encouraging stuff. And then this one lady just posted a one-word comment that just said, annoying. And, <laughs> and I saw that, and I was just, like, I commented back. I, I commented to Bart, and I was like, man, you know what? If people want to tap on it and enjoy themselves, that's awesome. Right. And if they don't, they can have a Coke and a smile and fucking scroll on, <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, just keep going. Jesus Christ. How, how does, it's annoying. How does something crossing your your vision be annoying? Right, like, how right. How is that enough to be... And if it's... And it's if an it's, eyesore. <laughs> <laughs> like, I have used the unfollow button a few times, but it's not because... People are putting content out. It's because they say annoying things. Right. You know what I mean? Right. They they post something that's like really shrill and obnoxious and soapboxy and opinionated or mean or nasty or just something that just fucking yucks my yum in some way, you know? Yucks my yum. <laughs> Dude, but you know Joaquin Liebert? Yeah. yeah he, he taught me that. He's like, um, he's like, he's like the, the term I've been teaching my kids is don't yuck my yum. Don't yuck my yum. Dude, I love that yuck shit. Yuck my yum. Like, I heard that and I was like, that is fucking perfect. If I see anybody yucking anybody's yum, yeah. I automatically un- unfollow you. I'm just like, I don't want to see it. Yucking it's my like, yum. I hear, enough, I hear enough shit talk in yeah. daily life. I just want to see... Videos of cool bands playing, yeah. or see pictures of people's cats or kids, dogs. or or dogs, Dog or or see shows that are coming up, explosions. or explosions, you know, funny <laughs> shit, memes, yeah. things like that. But I don't want someone's uninformed political imp- opinion, or, or or sometimes even informed. Yeah, like. sometimes informed <laughs> opinions. It's just like, okay, we get it. Can we get something new from you, please? It's it, the same thing. It's all day. a big deal, but I feel like it's been this way for so long. Well, and you can only keep... You can only focus on so many things. Right. And... If I want to get news about what's going on in the world, there are news sources that I can check, right. like trusted news sources, or I can like, I can get information from some sort of public intellectual, but I don't, there's only so many times you can hear someone screaming, Trump's an asshole! You know, it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like, and water's wet. What else? Right. What else? You know, yeah. I just... I was. I, mean, I snoozed I that in, shit, man. I went. I got into it in 2016. I was like, uh, like 
trying to be more involved and learning about how to caucus and all that because I had to go to a caucus. Everybody did, I think. Right. But and then after that, I was just like, Ugh, that made me tired. And I go to all these like political events and no offense to anybody, but sometimes I don't like going to those things because the mood is not my mood. It, it, it yucks it's my exhausting. yum, man. It, yeah, yeah <laughs> it is a little exhausting. Because I, I'm a social person in a happy way. But if I'm in a around a bunch of serious people that are like, I'm like, I get it. We're all here, but come on, man. We're all it's here. Also very, it's also very intense we should and be happy. very, um, it's very binary, you yeah. know, in the sense that it's like, it's like, we're all together because we agree on this one thing. And it's like, well, what if I have a little bit of a, it, like I believe mostly the same things you do, <laughs> but I except don't think I want to hang this, out with you. Ex- <laughs> <laughs> except for this one point, it's like then you're one of them. Right. You're the fucking enemy. Get him, <laughs> dude. That was one thing that I thought was like really interesting during the primaries. Is I like was watching, watching or follow, tracking them live. Yeah, you know, and just like looking at the graphs on Super Tuesday. You, you mean back running, in 2016? No, th- or th- right th- now th- this year. Th- this year during okay. Super Tuesday, and like you uh, on like the Google search, you can swipe back and forth and see how the Republican primary is going and how the Democratic rep- primary is going. Uh huh. And you look over at the Republican primary on the right, and. All the delegates, except for save like a few, are all for Trump. Right, it's like he's just winning everything, right? Yeah, he's the, he's and then the you star lo- of the show. And over then there. you look over at the Democratic primary, and it's like these many people for Biden and these many people for Bernie, and then it's just like, well, I don't like them. I like this person, and I, <laughs> I don't like them. I like this person. I like this person. Is there I like still this other person. people? Like uh, no, not not oh, anymore. But they are trying to get like. Like Tulsi Gabbard is I think trying she's to get, such a badass. She's man. such she's a so badass, cool. dude. <laughs> she's the one like like I, I like Bernie and everything. Yeah. But like if I had my number one pick, it would have been Tulsi. Yeah. And me too. so at this point she's just trying to get involved in the debates, but she got pushed out of the debates. She I didn't know. qualify for it. But um but you like look over on that side and because the left, the progressives are that is the those tend to be the people who are more about questioning hierarchies and more about creating new ideas and more, and 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 both sides need each other. You know, one of them's the progressive side or just the left. Well, the, well just the, so the establishment the, left. The, the the left in general is supposed to be like new ideas and innovation and creativity and kind of breaking breaking the molds and things like that. Like the de- you mean just the left or like Democrats? The, the left. Okay. Just kind of the political left. Okay. And then the political right is more structure, hierarchy, order, mm-hmm. you know, systems, but protocols, things th- th- things like that, right? So they need each other. Yeah. Because, you know, we have to have systems. We have to have things that operate. We have to have... You know, we need bureaucracy to a certain degree, and we also need systems disrupted from time to time. We need we need um, hierarchies to be broken down and reconstructed. We need, you know, the dispossessed kind of stack up on the bottom, and so yeah. we need to do things to to kind of make it right. So they kind of, I think about uh, I think of it like rudders on a ship. 
You know what I mean? You have these extreme edges of the political spectrum that kind of steer the ship that is the rest of us, that steers society. Uh, yeah, we, you know what I mean? This way, a little bit that way. Yeah, yeah. And, they kind of, and so they play off each other. But the, the, the thing that I noticed is just how fractured the left is, you know, and yeah. especially during the primaries, it's because, you know, you know, I like this person, and well, I like this person, and like I'm going to think for them? myself. And it, yeah, and it was just all, it's split up all over the place, but you look over on on the right, and it's like, they're, it's like we're all going to get behind the one guy. Yeah. Well, I, That's the, the guy we're going for. Well, I looked at all the names on the ballot. There was more, uh, like, oh, fuck, one of them was named uh, Joe Walsh. Yeah, there was a <laughs> Joe Walsh, yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I, and there was a few of them. It's not Joe Walsh, though. No, it wasn't the Joe Walsh. I would have had to. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, did I tell? Did I ever tell you Tony met him? Yeah, yeah, it was pretty think, cool, man. I think Tony told me that he looked like a homeless guy. <laughs> he was super friendly, and, really? and oh, dude, and Tony totally byroned out on him. Like really? he's just like he's like, man, you're Joe Walsh. Man, I gotta get picked. My bandmates aren't gonna believe this, man. Yeah, that's like badass, dude. And he was, I guess, he was really nice, and he was like, you know, hey, Love good luck on your career, and uh, dude, fuck he's yeah, so cool. He was, how did he end up in the? Like, I like the Eagles. But how did Joe Walsh end up in the Eagles? No, he's definitely the coolest one. And if there's anything like dangerous and badass about the Eagles, it's just Joe Walsh. He was the coolest guy in the Eagles for sure. What's that you're smoking? Uh, this is uh, this is a Pax pen, and um, I think what I've got in there right now oh, is Paxton. It's a hybrid. It's a hybrid butter from um, the clinic, the lab. Oh, can I try it? Yeah, if you want Just to. A little tiny yeah, how about I, I've got it set to one, so it's it doesn't hit super harsh. But you're like one should be enough because that I is just like taste it. Yeah, it's it, no, it tastes really good, and it's just that is pretty strong. Um, yeah, man. One one thing that uh, has been really nice about working at a um, at a number number one about side hustling in the cannabis industry and side hustling here at the Nug Nation, which is also in the cannabis industry. Yeah. And then working at kind of a hippie wing joint is I'm around a lot of people who are in the weed biz and I get to, you know, learn a lot about that stuff. Right. And I got a coworker who works for the clinic and so, you know, he knows everything about about this kind of stuff. And around Christmas time he hooked me up with a bunch of uh like pods for uh, for the Pax Pen and things oh, cool. like that. And they're great, man. Um, like, do you think the cannabis industry is going to stay going good? I was talking about that today with Mike. Yeah? And like I mentioned earlier, um, the prediction that we both had is that the cannabis industry is probably going to thrive yeah. simply because people are going to be stuck at home. <laughs> and so, yeah. like, Netflix and chill is going to be... Hopefully it, more people get creative. That's what I'm going to do. Right. I want I want people to be like... I want new bands to be formed when this right, all ends. Right. You know, whole albums written. Right. And and that's and that's kind of what I'm hoping for, too, is that, is, you know, we figure out ways to stay connected and also create together. And yeah. we have the technology to do it. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, like how you guys are recording... It's yeah. super fun, man. Doing similar shit. Well, so like me and Rocky are doing some stuff too, and uh, that's really cool. Yeah, uh, we kind of. It's crazy because we can just use the Google Drive. Like, yep. we're, and she's really busy, and I've been really busy too. So, like, we can kind of connect on there and just throw our ideas, dump our ideas into a bucket, you know? Yeah, totally. And and um, 
like sharing. I, I, I had Dave Sanchez on the show. Yeah. And they do, a, Havoc does a little bit more of an advanced thing. They, um, they use a version of Pro Tools that is specifically made for like sharing in the cloud, sharing projects in the really? cloud. So they do that. Uh, but then that, it's not Pro Tools, it's something else. It's it's a different version of Pro Tools. Okay. I can't I can't remember what it's called. Or it's like a plug in for Pro Tools or something I, like I that. I know absolutely nothing about most stuff. Well check it out. <laughs> you've you've got a um you've got an iPhone, right? Yeah. And I, I use GarageBand for everything. So on a computer, not on the phone. So with GarageBand, both yeah. both for the Mac OS and for uh, iOS, yeah, um, you can share projects. The really cool thing is with the iOS version, you can share projects, and yeah. if other people update it, yeah, it automatically populates on the same project. So, like so, okay. Tony records a guitar part, yeah, records it to a click, sends it to the group. Mm-hmm. Ty then goes home, and we've got one mic uh-huh. hooked up to an iPhone with iOS on it. He opens up the project. He goes in, hooks up headphones. We've got this interface. Yeah. It's a, it's a Focusrite um, interface that is specifically designed to plug into an iPhone or an iPad. Uh-huh. Ty plugs that in. Like I said, one mic, and it's not even that good of a mic. No, he just sets it in the middle of the room. No shit. Yeah, pointing right. And like, he does like a center. drum track. Yeah, and he does a drum track. And then you can EQ and you can fuck around with the sound and kind of clean it up a little bit. Dude, we so we just went into the studio and we were able to get drums tracked for 17 songs. That's Yeah, I was talking to Ty the other night. Yeah. So he told me about that. And we would not have been able to do that if it weren't for the way we used technology from a distance. Mm-hmm. Like we got all these demos laid out yeah, and then Tony took those and made maps for everything. And, you know, just so like, ver- you know, intro, verse, chorus, oh, verse, right. chorus, right? you know, made, made song maps for everything. Yeah. And then we took all that info and we created a uh, Google spreadsheet, which then Brad up at Evergroove cleaned up for us and made look better. Uh-huh. And basically, if you look at our Google spreadsheet, uh, which you can see if you look at the live stream we did from Evergroove, um, there's a screen share somewhere in it where where you can see what our spreadsheet looks like. But it's got a giant graph of all the stuff that needs to be done, and it's all in red. And then the job is to just turn every cell green. You know, oh, okay. drums for this song, done, green. Songs for drums for this song, done, That's green. That's a great way of doing that. I got to learn more about that because uh, that sounds great. I'll show you. I'll show you. It was super easy. Because I'm a mess. Like, my, my notebooks and my drives are just ideas piled upon ideas. Right. No organization Right, right. And I, and I was the same way. And what, what happened is... I had to figure out a way to do it in order to keep my band together. Right. Because... If everybody's living in a different place. Ty lives in Castle Rock. He's got two kids and a full-time job. You know, Logan's got a a night job, so he's almost always working at night. And he's married, and he lives in Globeville. Oh, he lives in Globeville now? Yeah, he does. No shit. Or... um, Actually, Commerce City is where Logan lives. Oh, he lives in I Commerce City. He still lives on Humboldt there. No, no, no. He's he's in Commerce City now. Uh, he and Becky bought a place. Cool. But then Tony's in Chicago, right. and you know, and I got a kid. Yeah, you know, and yeah. it's just a matter of time for Tony. Yeah, yeah. Well, Ram Jammer. He's yeah. good. Man. He's yeah, good. he's really good. He's um, you know, man, getting the opportunity to stay home with him when he was first born. Yeah, 
and the fact that Sarah gets to stay home with him and the fact that he is not just dropped off in daycare every day and the fact that like just basically the fact that he has been around us and gets his needs taken care of it makes him just such a happy kid hell yeah like he's he's super happy and he's and he's thriving he's he's great man fuck yeah the best thing best thing i've ever done with my life yeah like coming home and like you know i come home at the end of a long day and Sarah goes, Papa's home. And I open up the door and he comes like crawling to me with a giant smile on his <laughs> face. That is like the fucking coolest thing, man. And I've said it before. My only regret is that I didn't have him sooner. But had I had him sooner, it wouldn't have been him. Right. right. So it happened exactly when it needed to happen. And uh, I mean, he's he's the fucking best, man. Hell yeah. But because of that... um. If we hadn't figured out how to use technology to organize our ideas, right. it would have broke our band up. Right. You and have. I wasn't ready to do that. Fuck no. You, you never uh, – music, if, you, if you're a lifer, you just don't fucking stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just, <laughs> I it, think we're lifers. The, the key to being a lifer is just not stopping. Right? right. Always have another gig booked. Right. Unless there's everything shut down. and. <laughs> so, yeah, man. So how did Sucks. how did you find out about your, your gig being shut down? They send you an email or what? I'm not sure. Uh, well, so yesterday we had a uh, – in that band, we do like a weekly meeting uh, over the phone. Because Sabrina now lives in uh, Los Angeles. Oh, you guys have a weekly meeting. That's yeah. cool. Over the phone. That's and a good like idea. A, a meetups uh, – meetups meet. Meetups talk. I don't know. Yeah, what it's yeah, called. yeah, yeah. No, that's a really that's a really good idea. Yeah, so watch can, out, guys. Uh, <laughs> We're gonna start doing that, and it's what? gonna be. I was saying to Ty and Logan and Tony, like, it's a great idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, so I, whenever we do them, it's fun because I got my phone on, and I usually enter into the conversation with my guitar on, and like. Wah! <laughs> I'm like, what's up, everybody? <laughs> and they're like, okay, Tay, we're trying to have a conversation. <laughs> yeah, or I'll start it like when it, when I enter the conversation, I'll hear them talk, and I'll just flush the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> or they like, Tay has entered the conversation. It's like, hold on, guys, I'm on the rowing machine playing this fish game. <laughs> oh yeah, that shit was fun. I might have to do that again before hey, I go. You're more than welcome. <laughs> Um, but anyway, we talked yesterday, and uh, as of yesterday, we were like, all right, it's still on. We think it's still going to happen. Right. You got to act as if it's still on. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And then, which sucks, because our last show, actually, the last show we were supposed to play was in Colorado Springs. That got canceled. What um, did it get? It got canceled for COVID-19? No. Uh, it was it was during the blizzard that fucked everything up. And Where were uh, you supposed to play? Was it Legends? Like no. Legends Rock Bar or whatever it is? Uh, the Union Station. Oh, yeah, Union Station. Yeah. I didn't know they were still open. Union Station. I, I don't even know what the, if I've ever been there. Or have, Is that a place? I think we played there once, actually. Did for like nobody. No, but we played there for like nobody. Oh, I think we got in trouble there. I think we did something that pissed us off. <laughs> <laughs> I think we got oh, in no. trouble at that place. I think, wait. Something happened there. <laughs> I can't remember we what. Got, yeah, it was no. kind of funny and kind of like. <laughs> I, think, I think you're right. I think you're right. I think that was during a time that we got regularly in trouble for just right. That was just normal life is getting in trouble. Every- Dude, th- there was there was. <laughs> I was thinking about you the other day, and I was thinking about back like back during our like heyday at Three Kings when like you and Jerry were in the band, 
and we would just go there and just hold court and just act like assholes. And I remember hearing a story. <laughs> I remember hearing a story about someone from some band whose name I won't name. Yeah, was it had somehow gotten back to you that they really didn't like us. Yeah. And the guy from that band, I guess his exact words were, they're just fucking obnoxious and they think they're so funny <laughs> and they're just they're just rude and inconsiderate to people. And at the time we were like, fuck that guy. But like looking back, it's like, no, he was absolutely right. Yeah. We just hung out and wanted everything for free and threw fireworks at people and <laughs> Like got into arguments with other bands. The same, I'm the same person. I just. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'm That's not, all this was talk. I'm the same person. Yeah, I'm still do. I still throw fireworks. At yeah, people. I don't, people just stop fighting me on it. Right. God damn it. I mean, like if I wanted to, holy shit! Like being up above the city, yeah, yeah, so yeah, so much fun with fireworks. You could you could throw fireworks at the whole city, but instead I can also walk out onto the balcony and, like on Fourth of July, I can walk out on the balcony and play uh, the uh, Star Spangled Banner. Have you the done that? World. No, I haven't. You should. But I do, do that. walk out on the balcony and play guitar all the time. Do you remember? Uh, do you remember? <laughs> This is another. Th- this is another thing that we couldn't do now. Huh. But do you remember when we used to go walking around with your guitar, and we would like busk and oh, try and get extra yeah. money and. Anytime a pretty girl came walking by, we would go walking after her and you would play Pretty Woman by Roy Orbison at her. That's a fun song to play. It is. I grew up doing that, playing guitar down on 16th Street Mall. Yeah, man. I used to go down there, like, as soon as I was, like, as soon as, like, me, me and my parents were, like, okay, here's a bus, like, I had a bus pass and I could just go. Right. I just fucking went exploring Denver, climbing through abandoned buildings. Right. Playing guitar on 16th Street Mall for money and shit. Right. I was having a good old time. Yeah. <laughs> how, how old were you when you were doing that? That I your started. parents were just like, let's go, explore, go with Well, I don't think they were like, go explore. I was like, listen, I need to get the fuck out. I can't. Right. And they're like, <sighs> all right. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, how old were you when you started doing that? <sighs> earlier than, I, I started doing it earlier than I was supposed to. Right. Um, You've kind of always been like that, though. Yeah. Very, like, adventurous and independent and... Nomad. (laughs) Nomadic, yeah, wanderer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like probably 13 or 14 when I started doing that. And then... And you just told him straight up, you were like, I need to get out of here and go do my own thing. That's what I told my mom. I was like, listen, I have to... I'm so curious about the world. I have to get out into it and check this shit out. Right. So... That's what I did. I yeah. Wandered around Denver. I don't know. I don't know. Like you'd have homeless people buy you forties. Oh yeah, you know <laughs> I did that shit. Yeah, you just get into all kinds of weird situations. Your it's, world, your world gets a lot more um, easy. Like it gets way easier to manage when you no longer have to ask adults to buy alcohol for you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, like we. I mean, we still. After we were twenty one, then it's like. It's kind of boring because then you're just a drunk at a bar or you're just a drunk throwing a house party who can, like, buy a keg once in a while. But, like, (laughs) when you're a teenager, like, I I think that's almost what creates (laughs) lifelong alcoholics is when you're a teenager, getting drunk and partying 
is like a fucking quest, right. dude. It's a hero's journey. Like it's like it so we've got to get on a bus. We've got to go downtown. The only liquor store that'll sell to us. Yeah, or, or go find a really, 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 really sketchy person who also happens to be mentally ill and addicted to drugs. And <laughs> buy them a drink. Buy them a drink and give them some money and trust that they won't run off with it. Like it's like yeah. sometimes you'd have to chase a guy yeah. to get your money back. Sometimes you'd end up having to listen sometimes to some. Fucked over. Yeah, sometimes you'd have to sit and drink with some dude with PTSD who yeah. like spills his guts to you and you know <laughs> totally. like sometimes you end up hiding in a hallway with some mentally ill person like there's a lot of fucked up totally. shit that happens you here. did all that stuff too then oh dude <laughs> god yes um, we had a uh, we had a guy who worked at the video store next door to the liquor store who would buy beer for us oh okay so we would we would go walk up what there video store? Uh, it was it was off of Kipling and, oh, out that and way. Bellevue, okay. like yeah. over over by the King Supers over there, over there. Yeah. Um, so we had that, but then like, you know, we would. It was an adventure for us to like catch a bus and go down to like Civic Center Park. Oh, geez, yeah. Or go there for sure. Or go down to like Skyline Park or something like that. Right. And then. You know, you're hanging out with homeless maniacs, yep. <laughs> homeless alcoholic maniacs. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, come on, come hang out with us. And you're like, man, these homeless alcoholic maniacs really think we're cool. You know, I learned and, how to play Life in the Fast Lane from one of them. Did you really? Yeah. yeah he had my guitar. He showed me, showing me stuff. I'm drinking a 40 with this, some guy who's showing me stuff. And then I was like, cool, thanks. He's like, all right, yeah. <laughs> he taught you how to down. Speaking of Joe Walsh. <laughs> yeah. That's Don Felder, though. Don Felder wrote oh, that's, that one. Uh, yeah, Don Felder. That's a cool little riff. It's so cool, man. Don, Don Felder and Joe Walsh were like homies in the Eagles. And they would uh, like... They would just like do coke and rip on guitars. Like, guitar. like they were the they were the ballsy part of the yeah. Eagles. You know. Anyway, that that was a segue, but like when you like I remember one of the last times I had to get an adult to buy alcohol for me was we were living at 1083 Colorado Boulevard. Yeah. <laughs> and uh me and Jack Ruddy and oh, someone else walked Holy all the shit. way from 11th and Colorado up to Colfax and walked pretty much from Colfa uh, Colfax in Colorado to Col like Tuies basically and walked all the way down there and tried the entire way to <laughs> get people to buy beer for us. Oh, you went down to Scooters or not Scooters, uh the other one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The, and I'll see you on the next time, Pauls. Yeah. <laughs> hey Pauls. Yeah, yeah. And I'll see you on the next time. Yeah, so we ended up like, you know, we would ask this guy and he'd be like, no, or we we'd ask this guy and he'd be too oh, we we went up and we asked one guy on the street and he just ended up being a crazy rambling drunk person. <laughs> so Jack in the middle of a conversation just goes, Yeah, well, uh, by the way, we're cross country runners, so we need to go now. <laughs> we just ran away. We just ran away from this guy. Oh like he shit. like this guy's just coming up and rambling to him. He's like, Yeah, hey, you ever get your girlfriend home and you put your fingers in her and you're like, I'm like, So you ran you were running from annoying yeah we were running from a guy who was just annoying we're like that's not our guy this is not fun let's go and we ended up <laughs> we ended up finding these two guys and like like jack went with one of them 
to like go do the buy and then i ended up having to wait in an alley with the other one and so i'm like hanging out with this guy and he's just a fucking giant and he's like so where do you do where do you do you go to school or what just like talking to me you know what are you do Devin? what are you supposed to talk yeah, about what are you gonna talk about <laughs> this guy's all like bloated and somebody that has their life ahead of them and somebody who's <laughs> clearly fucking and that didn't for. that didn't enter into my head at the time where right. i'm like looking at this guy going huh maybe I should get my act together right but like Jack comes with this guy and this dude gets physically thrown out of Paul's liquor and tries to say that the guy kicked him in the face he tried to say that the owner did a karate kick in his face huh and somehow we got our money back and we left and like dude and like the 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 clock is ticking yeah you know what I mean so it's like we're like running out of people to run into and like we run into this like couple, and this guy seriously looked like he was a character out of a black exploitation movie. Like he had like a giant afro, okay. and he had like a like a scally cap, and he had bell bottoms, and like a little tight striped shirt, and like a scarf around his neck. Like I could not make this up. Fucking awesome! And then you know, okay. he and his girlfriend are all super drunk, and like they came up like somehow we had managed uh, like. We were pretty much at the point that we were giving up, and um, the the guy came up to us, and, and he was trying to get something from us, like money to go get a beer, and we're like, oh, sorry, man, the, al- the, uh, the liquor stores are closed, and he's like, he's like, what? You've got to be jiving me. We only took about 15 minutes eating them ribs. How'd the liquor stores close? God damn it. And he's like getting all upset. You've got to be jiving he me. He seriously said, you've got to be jiving, me. be jiving me. And then his girlfriend didn't skip a beat. She turned to a homeless guy who was drinking a 40 on the street and went, hey, baby, let me get a drink of that. And like, wait, dude, like. You do not you ha- do that now. You don't have those experiences. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, and you don't have those experiences when you're an adult and you can buy your own alcohol. Right. You would just walk by these people that you. <laughs> right. So the lesson here to parents is you should probably just buy alcohol for your kids. Otherwise, they're going to be walking around Colfax trying to get crazy people to buy it for them. Yeah, you learn something about the world then. Yeah. <laughs> you get to hang out around crazy people all yeah. day long. Hey, uh, I got to take a break now. You got to pee? I got to pee. Yeah. All right. So, I got to pee too. Cool. We had a uh, we had, so I answer the Yelp reviews at work, and um, you know I, I I work I work at a I work at a hippie liberal wing joint. Yeah. And we had someone who like posted a Yelp review that was like the chicken wings are okay, but I just have to say I mean we get politics rubbed in our face around every corner. Why do you have to go to a place that has little hand-drawn signs everywhere telling you not to use straws and pictures of Bernie Sanders and blah, 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 blah. I guess if you like liberal chicken wings, this is the place to go. It's like, wow, dude. I wonder if you've noticed all that shit about the place. (laughs) Dude, there's, we have one sign up 
that just says we're a straw-free restaurant. <laughs> That's it. It's like we're a straw-free restaurant, <laughs> you know, hashtag stop sucking, right. whatever. It's like we just don't carry straws. Right. Like and communists. It, <laughs> dude, dude and we communists. have so we have a gal, the the same gal, uh Lauren Larkin, who did the um uh the Phoenix on the back of uh my fringe Phoenix jumpsuit. Um, oh, yeah. The 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 gal who did that, cool. she's a local artist. She's really amazing. She also like created her own font. Oh like, no shit. Yeah. So she That's does cool. she hand draws all our signs and they're all in her handwriting and stuff like that. Fuck dude, yeah. it's really cool. And it's just part of our branding. Yeah. You know what I mean? And there's signs up that are just like you know, hey, don't deface our walls. Write on the chalkboards if you want. Or like, hey, we're a straw-free restaurant, blah, 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 blah. Right. And this dude just seeing that sign just like set him the fuck off, dude. He's Jesus. just like, I guess if you want liberal chicken wings, this is the place to go. It's like, I mean, I guess I would know if I went into like a super mega restaurant, <laughs> dude, I, I told my boss, I was like, I'm going to start a place right across the street called Right Wings. <laughs> right Wings. <laughs> and it, our tagline just Proper be, American yeah, Wings. Wings the right way. You know, make wings great again. And you'll have know. like pictures of like Andy Griffith's show. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wait, we're thinking of Gunther Tooties. That's yeah. <laughs> the Andy Griffith. Well, you know, like remember the good old days. You remember? <laughs> you remember? The pr- when people used to be proper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. The stuff that people have just gotten so crazy anymore. I mean, <laughs> people are getting out of control. Where are you going to draw the line? People coming out of the closet? <laughs> <laughs> you should live in the closet your whole life like I did and my father did before me and his father before. <laughs> We had sex with women and we hated it, but we did it. We did it because God wanted it that way. (laughs) That's pretty good. That's pretty good. So I wonder how religious people are like handling the whole thing. Uh, That's kind of a funny thing is church services are Um, still happening. No. (laughs) I mean, a lot of a lot of them shut down and. um, I, I want to say that in in Washington specifically, they they shut down any gatherings for the purpose of recreation or spiritual worship or what. Like basically everything but essential travel, yeah. like non essential travel and non essential congregation is like an essential means like going to work. Like, if you have to go to work, you know, or going to the grocery store, um, they're actually, they've started doing, in some places, they're following what Italy did, which is, like, in Italy, and and I think this has started happening at some grocery stores, is they've limited the hours, and then they limit the number of people allowed in the store. Like, only 50 people can be in the store at the same time. Yeah. And... When you're standing in line to wait to get into the grocery store, there have to be three feet of space between you and the person on either side of you. Weird. Yeah, it's super weird. Ugh. So the lines are super long because everybody has to be three feet apart. Uh-huh. So it's like each person is essentially six and a half feet 
or seven feet, you know what I mean? So people carry around tape measures, like, ah, ah, ah. Everybody's just walking around with pool cues, like, strapped to their hips, and they're just turning around really fast, and they're like, if you get too close to me, I'm going to whack you with my pool cues. Yeah, that's a good idea. Or, I mean, it doesn't have to be pool cues. It could be something that's, like, floating. It could be giant dildos. <laughs> Like, every, like, fucking, I don't even think they make three foot long dildos. Or maybe they yes, do. Yes, they absolutely make really? three foot. Really? Okay. I mean, Dude, I, 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 you probably shop for them more than I do. <laughs> <laughs> or you, you keep up with the dildo industry. <laughs> like, Dude, I have a dildo blog, man. Dildo blog. Like, just oh. dildos sticking. Well, dude, I'm sure there's got to be a record for the world's <laughs> longest dildo. Right. I wonder if it's used. <laughs> I mean, like, not used like you can buy it used. Like, I mean, like, if somebody is, puts it to... Like, like if somebody, like, if it was just made as a novelty item or someone's like, no, I need I a 20-foot rubber penis. Yeah, I bought this to use it. Damn it. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. <laughs> hang it on the wall. He <laughs> jump ropes with it. I, mean, I guess you can hang it on the wall and take it down when you're ready to. <laughs> or if somebody breaks in, if somebody breaks into your house, you can like Darth Maul it and like. Remember there was like a, almost a riot with like homeless people down at the skate warehouse. I remember there was, that like, the giant. Yeah. 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 Didn't you have it? You have? Didn't you have a dildo? Someone had a somebody dildo. Somebody had a giant. I, I ended up with it because it make a good weapon. Yeah, oh no! I remember that. I remember that. That, that was, that was really fucking stupid. crazy. That dude. was so much fun back then. Like at the skate warehouse, garage, garage land, and skate warehouse days. Yeah. Yeah. And, and um, less art warehouse was the other one. That was um, that was Justin Lent's space. Oh, right next uh, door. Yeah. 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 And I, I think that that's when it went down is there was something like – there was something that ended up that like some people from the mission were throwing bottles or, or something like that. But there ended up being a fight between the punks at the Less Art Warehouse yeah. and then the people over at the shelter. I and, remember that. And somebody had a dildo. I think maybe – Jerry had it, and then you ended up with it somehow. <laughs> I don't know. Like we're just like because Danger that was also, is black. It's like they might have. It was called a gigantic this black dildo. Big Bertha. Well, maybe not huge. Bertha. Big. I don't know. Bubba. <laughs> it was. It was. It was huge. Big Bubba. And and like I think like I think it. What it was is is you had a bunch of stuff in the van for defense. <laughs> yeah. Like you had you had like little mini bats and, yeah. and clubs and stuff that we took to go on tour. And among them, I believe at that time, was also a dildo just because we thought it would be really funny to hit someone with a dildo in a fight. Like that's like, that's another thing. It's when you're a young person, I think especially when you're a young dude, yeah. it's like, it's like I'm going to buy some, some brass knuckles at the flea market or I'm going to buy a billy club on the internet or I'm going to buy a bunch of weapons. What do you need those weapons for? I, oh, for self-defense. And, and what that translates... <laughs> but what that translates to is... I'm looking for a fight, and I really want to beat someone up. Yeah. So I carry around blunt instruments for that, for that express purpose, I'm, in the hopes that it'll. Happen. I still keep that in my van. That's kinda, that, that's smart though, because yeah. like you know, if you're touring and you're going to different places, yeah, you know, you gotta like we've been to Detroit. Yep. And yeah. saw scary things. Holy shit! Yeah, like a riot in the middle of the street. It seemed like a hundred people fighting in a block. That a was block crazy. Down from the venue. The first time <laughs> that we went there, or like I uh, remember the time we were on our way home, 
and that tweaker truck stop prostitute dude like jumped out in the middle of the highway i think logan was driving he had to slow down yeah yeah yeah. the dude jumped right out in the middle of the van yeah and then we gave him a ride till and this is the best part is we gave him a ride to (laughs) little america wyoming yeah it's like america in a microcosm he kept referring to himself as us us like we were partying at the and like this guy sucks this guy goes to truck stops and Blows, blows dudes that's yeah. what yeah that's it what he mess. was doing yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was it, he said we were partying at the truck stop not i was sucking people <laughs> off for money <laughs> he and, might as well and drugs been honest with this <laughs> yeah i mean that that would be funny if like you grew up and that was your entire understanding of what partying was <laughs> and then somebody asks you to throw a party for like a five-year-old and you're, like, <laughs> you're just okay, like hey weird you're just like why do you I'm want kinda, me to party with a five-year-old? Kind of uncomfortable with that. And it's like, in, like they think you're going to bring like you know paper hats and cake and decorations and like a clown or something. And like they walk <laughs> into the party and it's just you with like <laughs> some wet, nine truckers waiting some in line. Wet, wet wipes, and <laughs> <laughs> just like That's some lube. And you've just got like a bag for them, a bigger bag for them to throw smaller bags of meth in. <laughs> And like they they walk in and they're like, "What is this?" It's like, "What? I thought we were having a party." <laughs> That's how that guy talked. And he's like, Ugh. "That is exactly." And he was pulled over. Didn't we go over to his car and he was like trying to find his? He drugs was trying to find his drugs. Yeah. And we're like, "Well, if you want to," he got in the van with us. Yeah. And we were like all sitting on either side of him, and we all had baseball bats, and we're just like, <laughs> "Don't try anything." Like looking at him the whole time. <laughs> well, dude, it was it was scary. He jumped out in the middle of the highway and was just like very sketchy character. Yeah. But he was stranded out in the middle of nowhere, so we weren't going to leave him. Middle of fucking nowhere. There was nothing through there. But like, if I had been driving by myself, I would have been terrified to pick that guy. Up. <laughs> yeah, like just some random tweaker in the middle, of, middle of nowhere, and middle of the night. He had like crazy blonde hair, just like the dude in the Hitcher. Oh yeah. Have <laughs> you ever seen the Hitcher? Yeah, my grandpa was in that movie. I thought your I thought your grandpa was in Maximum Overdrive. No, I just really like that movie. He was in the Hitcher. He was in the Hitcher. That's right. He played um a he cop. played a cop, right? At the he very played the sheriff. You see him yeah. walking with a shotgun. <laughs> did your did your grandfather do any more acting or was that like the only thing that he did? Ah oh, shit, I think he was in something else. I don't remember. I'm pretty sure he was in That's right. Else. I forgot your grandpa was in the like in the Hitcher. Yeah. That's really funny. Just a random thing. Yeah, well, then now you can be in Friends movies. Like, me and Rocky were in the Western. That's that's right. Happening. You you did... Um, For Mike. Mike, Mike Olofsson. Yeah. Uh, who did uh, Hot Lead Hard Fury. Yeah, which you were in. I was I in. was in. I, I still they, haven't seen it. Uh, I think I have a copy of it. Was so it good? Did it turn out it. good? I showed up... Uh, I, I saw... No, I saw parts of it. I showed up to the Oriental to see it, but I missed my part. But yours were in there, and that was pretty funny. Like, you were playing, a, like, a cop that... I was I, I was playing like the scumbag cop, yeah, like the yeah. like the like creepy like the- comic relief kind of dude. <laughs> it was funny, and that was back when I had like the natural mullet and the. Oh, did you have a mustache? Yeah, oh, dude, I had the I had the the stupid mustache, and I looked like a pretty creepy dude. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude, I looked pretty. Rocky gross. was in it twice. Rocky was in it twice, really. Yeah. Yeah, he played two different characters. <laughs> <laughs> Mike just like ran through the whole Denver music scene, and like, pretty much, yeah, that's like everybody. Everybody was in that movie, I think. Well, it's because it took it took so long to make that like he kept having to get different people for different stuff, right? You know what right. I mean? Because like people would like move away, yeah. or get pregnant, or like you know just like kind of drift off into the world, and and he would have to like. 
he'd be, have to like cut scenes or like edit it's things be a, pain a certain in the way. Ass, man. Dude, yeah. D- tell me, tell me about the movie you guys are working on. With well, him. that was um, that one is still. Uh, I think it's got a lot of work to do, but I know he's he's filming on his property, doing some scenes there. Right. It's supposed to. It was supposed to take place in a cemetery in the 1800s, and a bounty hunter is chasing down a outlaw, and then there's uh, <clears throat> this girl who the bounty hunter killed her brother, and she also has some sort of history with the outlaw somehow. Anyway, it all comes to like a gunfight in the cemetery. So we got to do that, and it was really fun to do. But did you get did you get to like play with guns? Fuck yeah! I got to shoot blanks. Did you get shot? Or, yeah, <sighs> it was so much fun. I was like, <sighs> did you guys use like squibs? Um, squibs? We couldn't get them working. <sighs> so there was all kinds of th- there was all kinds of obstacles. Uh, and actually, we tried to do it twice because one time, um, Jody, badass sound engineer, uh, he ended up having like he had a seizure. Oh no! While shit. we were doing it, yeah, and the first day. And he hit his head, so it was kind of like all done now. We're not, yeah, yeah, yeah. Done. He had to go to the hospital, and then Holy we all shit. went home. Rocky rode back with me. I didn't even know he was going to be there. So when I got there and I pulled up to this house, I didn't even know who I was going to be around. And Rocky walks out. I'm like, oh shit, this is going to be fun. Yeah, I'm going to be partying. <laughs> That's really cool. Like, do you have a pretty major role in it? Uh, my my character <clears throat> was supposed to be named Billy, and he's just like the. Uh, the his friend the uh bounty hunter's friend right right much and uh then there's like another guy with us who's a uh supposed to be like joined us along the way right right we don't really like him i guess it it was fun but i i I think some of the footage didn't work out from there so right we'll see what's what's the name of the film uh it's called um it's got a long name tony mon i gotta fucking because that's like perfect for you Oh man, it was badass. Because it's like it, it's like a western, like a spaghetti it's western. To take right? place in Colorado, New Mexico, Colorado, in the 1800s. That's like, really cool. It's probably one of my like, basically somebody I'm related to. Right. <laughs> Wait, is it based on a true story? Mm-mm. No, but like seriously, why? Like I am me in that right in Colorado. It's like it all makes sense. It all right. works out that I would be there. Right, because because your family is from. Uh, Ignacio, right? Uh, yeah, down in uh, Ignacio. Um, well, that that part of the family's from there, and then uh, on my dad's side, they're from Missouri. But then also on the other side of the family, they're uh, originally from Las Vegas, New Mexico. Oh no they way! Came up to yeah, they came up to actually they lived. Holy shit! They lived right here on the other side when my grandma was a kid. They lived right over here on 38th and Wine Coop. Really? So seriously, right around the corner from here. No way. Yeah, it was like, I think it was like kind of, well, I always thought it was like the Chicano East Side, but there was a German family that lived next to him. Right. And there's that story about the German kids, uh, when they used to play when they were kids, they were like next door neighbors, and then they disappeared in like 30-something, 30 37, they moved up and moved away. And my uncle... Oh, really? His, his buddy, that was the next-door neighbor, his childhood friend, moved away, and they never saw each other again. Until my uncle's paratrooper jumped into France on D-Day and uh, ended up getting shot and captured, and he was in a German hospital. 
And next to him, in a German uniform, was his buddy from when Get he was a kid. Get the fuck out of yeah, here. Yeah, but they couldn't talk to each other because they would have gotten... Because it's the enemy. Yeah, this is a story that, like, he didn't talk about it a lot, but I think my Wait a minute. My okay, so... Little German kid yeah. living in Denver, Denver in the right 30s. Right around the corner, like blocks living away from here. in Denver in the 30s. And then your uncle. Yeah. Native American dude. No, no. He was uh, he was like uh, Hispanic. So a Hispanic dude yeah. growing up in Denver. American. Yeah. Kid disappears. Years later, your uncle is, is in, in a, France in D-Day. Yeah, in prison. And ends up in a fucking prison, <laughs> like a POW hospital? I guess so. Or I mean, I think it was a German hospital and he was a captured. He right, was right, right, right. Captured. And like, ended up in a bed right next to the kid that he grew up with. Yeah. <laughs> they That's didn't talk insane. to each other, though. Yeah. <laughs> That's insane. And it's weird that they would go... They would uproot and go back to Germany. I think a lot of like leave. Is that something that happened? Like people went back to Germany. I think he was their dad was uh, military. Oh, so he was called back. Yeah, he was like uh, he was in World War One. So he wasn't an expat. He was like still technically enlisted in in the German the German People's Army. Right. And when they wow. got so they they got the call back to the motherland, or right, the right, motherland, or whoever well, so I mean, but that's that's another thing too is it's like there's like the 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 Nazis were a political party, yeah, yeah and then yeah, so like the Nazis were a political party, yeah, that happened to come into power and be in control of the German people's army, which was kind of a separate thing. So yeah. so this guy probably would have been in the military before Hitler was even in power. Yeah, if he was in World War One, I, I mean, yeah, he was right. connected with the... The Kaiser military. or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know more about uh, this than I do, because you're... Wilhelm a lot of people may not... get yeah, Kaiser Wilhelm, yeah. yeah. People don't... A lot of people may not know this, uh-huh. but you are like a big time history buff, oh, like a, a war and history fucking buff. History nerd. Yeah, man. I was I was a I was a Civil War buff when I was five. <laughs> dude, that's so fucking funny, dude. <laughs> yeah, uh, like, I remember when we would go on tour, you would you would always have some sort of like World War Two book right. or some, or we'd be going to battlefields. We'd be like, "That's a battlefield right there." Right, that's right, right. When we went to the, yeah, when <laughs> we went to, man asses. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, when we would go th- when we went to the south, we went to we went to some cemetery in Richmond. Oh yeah. Then we went walking around in the cemetery in Richmond, and like you knew all this stuff about all these battles and because Richmond was the last battle of the Civil War. Right. When it was like, like you know, you see pictures of World War Two villages bombed out. That's what Richmond looked like. Right. And it was just destroyed. Remember when we 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 went. Um, we went swimming in the James River yeah. with uh, with Danny Black That's uh, from right. a bloody yeah. crackdown who used to be in Guar. Fuck yeah! And, or he used <laughs> yeah. to be used to be in the slave pit in Guar. He had the movie Platoon on cassette <laughs> tape in his car, <laughs> so know. you could just listen to it. Like, <laughs> that's right. Just sad music and mean words, dude. And he <laughs> thought he thought we were such dorks. <laughs> For being able to quote that whole movie, he's like, he's like, why do you guys like Platoon so much? That's like he had it on a fucking. I know, t- and we're like, what are you talking about? You have it on cassette. You tape. can't even see it. Yeah, you're, you're just listening, listening to the movie. So, but we went down, we went down to the James River, and it was like right at the site of one of their armories or something like that, right? 
Oh shit! Like there was there was an that. old Civil War building back there that was like an old armory of theirs or something. And there was like chunks of old bridges too. Like That's what I was going to say. Were bridges? Is there was the pylons from the Civil War? Yeah. And then a little further out from that was pylons from the Revolutionary right. War. Right. That was like because it's like cool. Richmond was not only like Civil War history, but it was also like Revolutionary and War history. Everything else. Yeah, pretty man. much before like yeah. That was so. wild, man. And then we, yeah, I remember swimming over, swimming into the river. The current was pretty strong, and I went to this island, this little tiny island. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. Ah. it was kind of like Arnold, like <laughs> coming on. But then I realized it was completely covered in shit. <laughs> the fucking island was completely covered in like I don't know what kind of. I think it looked like bird. Shit yeah, or bird. <laughs> and you were like, like, oh, oh. Was like, oh. <laughs> bird shit island. <laughs> Because it was just like a relief to get to there because the current was pretty strong. Right. It was kind of like, all right, fuck. Not like the James Rivers. It's probably dirty as hell. Well, and they had um, they had those rope swings. Mm-hmm. Or they had that rope swing. I don't think I did that. Well, we did the rope swing. And then... Um, That's where Jerry hurt himself. Yeah, Jerry hurt himself. <laughs> and Spike swam after him and scratched oh, no, his face all up. Yeah. <laughs> But then there was those like younger dudes that were like jumping off all the way from the top of the train bridge. Oh yeah, fuck that. Like, like we're like we're like scared to go off the rope swing on fuck like yeah. the first pylon. But these dudes were like up on top of the bridge. I'm not gonna do that shit. Fuck no. <laughs> and like at the time, I was like, I was like, oh dude, I'm brave. And then I went, no, I'm nope. <laughs> I'm, I'm not brave. Those those guys were fucking psychopaths, man. Right, or maybe they were good at it. <laughs> or maybe they were good at it because they grew up around it. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> I don't know what the fuck to do. Yeah, yeah. I'll hurt myself. <laughs> you hit that water the wrong way, it's just like getting smacked against the wall. Oh yeah, it's like it's like uh, that's why. Um, like, have you ever seen a diving show? Where there's like people that are like jumping off of a like a really high dive into a into a small pool or something like that. I don't think I've seen like that. like at a like carnival or a, cir- a circus or something like that. Even higher than that, like oh. really high dives, they will usually have someone who's down at the bottom breaking the surface tension. Oh, really? Just splashing the water, huh? That's so a good idea. that when you hit it, it's not like Flat. hitting concrete and splattering all over the place. You know right. what I mean? People get hurt that way, like. Like if you like you hear stories about people water skiing, like my dad, my dad went water skiing with my uncle Joe five in Oklahoma. Yeah. And he was like, that was the first and last time I water skied because I fell down because your uncle Joe five was a crazy, you know, he, <laughs> he was a crazy Ozark redneck from right. Oklahoma, you know, from the backwoods of Oklahoma. So yeah. he would like floor it in his speedboat <laughs> and just be like, hey. <laughs> and my dad is just like, and I fell down. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, shit. And he just like felt like he was being dragged across concrete. Shit. And, and he was like, I never did that again. Yeah. That fucking hurt. I don't want to go water skiing. I, I, I bet I would actually like it. I've done it. Um, I've been wakeboarding. Wakeboarding? What's that? It's like, it's like water skiing, but it's like the wakeboarding is to water skiing as snowboarding, snowboarding. is to skiing. Okay. So it's like it's like one board and you stand up on top of it and I pretty much just fell on my face over and over again and got dragged through the water and Holy shit. and swallowed God knows what, dude. I probably swallowed like bottle caps and tampons and condoms and all sorts of human shit and like who knows. 
Yeah, dude, there's got to be so much little kid poop in like lakes and reservoirs and stuff. Definitely like that. my poop. <laughs> I know you're not. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not. Or like going to the. Did anybody ever shit in the? Did we go shit in the ocean? Did, is that a thing that happened? <laughs> is that I think I thing? did a couple times. Or is that a dream that I had? <laughs> that I had a dream we all were taking dumps in the ocean. It's pretty. It's nice to <laughs> I mean, look, I pooped in the bathtub a couple times when I was a little kid. I remember doing that too. So I am, at, yeah. Bathtub poopers. <laughs> bathtub shitters. Brown in the tub. <laughs> When it when the tub turns brown, mash it down. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, mash it down. Mash it what down. do they call that? Uh, 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 making uh, a brown waffle. Yeah, waffles. <laughs> making gross. waffles. So gross. Stomp, stomping grapes. People are gonna have to start doing that now that there's no more toilet paper. Yeah. Now now that you can't wipe your butt anymore, you mm-hmm. have to poop in the shower. Yep. I was just, I didn't realize this many people wiped. Dude, I was, you're going to love this. You're going to love this. (laughs) I didn't realize this many people wiped. Based on the way they drive. (laughs) So I was, I was listening to this, um, this episode of the Joe Rogan podcast and he was talking about Joey Diaz. Do you know who Joey Diaz is? He's like this comedian. He's this, he's this old motherfucker. He's everybody's a cocksucker. Like he's a really (laughs) funny guy. Right. And I guess he was telling this story about. Um, <laughs> taking poops and <laughs> like taking a shit in the shower into your hand <laughs> and then throwing it into the toilet. <laughs> God, gross. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> and he's like, I had to stop doing it. My wife caught me. Wife, <laughs> <laughs> can't you do that? But it's like, like, it's like, you know what I'm saying? You're in the shower. You got to take a shit. Joey, you pooping in your hands again in the shower? <laughs> it's just like, is that a thing that people do? I don't know. They're just like, oh, I'm in the, I'm in the shower, and I suddenly have to take a shit. I'm, what? I'm gonna get out and and just make a mess all over the floor. Well, you're gonna put a towel down when you get out of the shower anyway, so you don't like drip water all over the floor. So just put a towel down next to the toilet. And yeah, take a shit, get down, or just. I mean, the toilet is probably usually right next to it. So this yeah. is what I would recommend: don't even just, just poke like your butt out the curtain. Yeah, just poke your butt <laughs> out of the curtain, or sit, do it bridge style. Keep your feet in the shower so your tootsies don't get cold, and then sit on the toilet so you're like side saddling the toilet. You right. know what I mean? Not yeah. a full AC Slater where oh, you're like raising it. I love it. that term. Yeah, <laughs> the Slater shit. You know, um, but like. But no, like you've got. I'm gonna do that. So let's pretend this. Let's pretend this is the toilet, and then this is the inside of the shower. Oh. Like, obviously, it's kind of a weird angle. <laughs> the AZs. I don't think it really works so well with these. It's really hard got, with this chair. Yeah, because they've got the little ramps on the side. It's cool though. I can dig it for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever taken an AC Slater shit? You should try it out. It's pretty cool. You got to take your pants all the way off. Yeah, I don't like that. Pretty cool. Yeah, but I mean, I'm thinking if you if like first of all, even pulling them down. If I was in, first of all, usually I know if I'm gonna need to shit soon before I take a shower. I've never gotten into the shower and been like, ah, I really need to shit like right now, and had to like get out of the shower and do it. So I can't imagine. (laughs) But why would you shit in your? I mean, I guess you're already in a place that everything's getting clean. That's that's the thing. Is I think that was his rationale. Is he's talking about like, what? What's the problem? I take it. I shit my hand. I throw it in the toilet and I wash my hands. What's the big deal? 
But then I guess is <laughs> I get it. Makes sense. It's just gross. It'd be gonna w- touch poop. Well, it'd be worse <laughs> if I think if you like took a shit and then threw it into the tub. That would probably be way like worse. took a dump in the toilet and then pulled it out of the toilet. And threw it. <laughs> I'd just be like, that's some gorilla shit. Or just like if your if your toilet if your toilet breaks, like it becomes clogged or something out. like that. <laughs> I think people use too much toilet paper. You know what? I gotta tell you, I really imagined <laughs> I really imagined that you and I were gonna sit down and we were gonna just say all this like inspiring and positive and uplifting <laughs> stuff about the, the situation the world's in right now. And we have literally talked about poop and G.I. Joe's and farts. <laughs> yeah, you and know what you're getting. You got take <laughs> oh, no. I'm re- Dude, I'm really glad you're here, man. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm really glad you're here. And uh, I've been trying to get you on for a while. And um, I thought this was out in the suburbs or some shit. Oh, no, man. I mean, it's great, dude. I was like, cool, fucking hey, Denver, because I don't want to go to the suburbs. No, dude. I mean, it's it's been really great. Like, this is uncomfortable. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but in all seriousness, I need to sit down like a human being. No, it's like you know the guy the, the guys and I have talked about it before and it's like like we legitimately miss you you know what I mean it's fucking awesome we seeing miss, you guys the other day yeah night. man it was really cool seeing you there and what, twice yeah well, kind of I mean you and well yeah because Jerry oh yeah 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 because you came to the ruckus show and then you and came the to the white fudge show. show yeah man I was late I, I missed uh, I'm bummed because I missed the other bands at the goose town it was a great show, man. I had to go catch Officer Down at Streets. Oh, Officer Down played. Yeah. Uh, it was Jamie's. Uh, Jamie's, I think, moving away, so... Well, fuck, it doesn't matter. No no bands are playing anyway, but... Right, right, right. So, yeah, I went and caught them. They all dressed like cops, and... Right. <laughs> they covered police truck, <laughs> and... Uh, what's the body count song? Isn't uh, is Colton in that band Colden's, too? Colton's yeah, he's the front. So what is that? Jamie DeSoto and Colton and who else? And who else is in the band? Uh, Yako and their drummer. And I just met him. He's also playing in Holly Seven Fifty, and he's a madman. He's a he's uh, older than all of them, and he's a great fucking drummer. Where did they so play? So much energy. They played at Streets. Oh, that's really cool, man. Yeah, it was fun. No, it was. I mean, it was really cool to see you there, man. And it's been like it's been really cool to see. To follow your career, you know what I mean? Yeah. To, like, see Hot Apostle, like, to see you taking, number one, your songwriting style and your guitar ability and your work ethic over to Hot Apostles and everything you did with that band and how hard you pushed that band and then, you know, seeing you expand beyond that and become this, like, almost hired gun and like yeah, doing Decatur and I loved and Decatur's a fun band. Yeah, it, we, Decatur worked with Lance. Really? Yeah, that's Lance formed. Lance is the one that got me into that. Lance band. Bendixson yeah. got you into Decatur. <laughs> yeah. No fucking way. Yeah, dude. It, he's the one that introduced us all. But then we kind of didn't work with him anymore, and he moved away. But it was like. That's really interesting. Really glad that he introduced all of us. Yeah, to each that's other. really cool. It was that was a fun band to be in, you know. But then, but then seeing you, you know, work with Aaron Hart and yeah, and and Love Stallion and and like you're doing exactly what you said you always wanted to do: driving a van, which guitar, <laughs> yeah, driving a van and play guitar. Hell yeah! And and do the minimal minimum you need to do in terms of like a straight job. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like you're you're delivering wine to Which like is, like you said that's perfect for me, dude. Dude, it's absolutely I get perfect. To talk to people all day long, and so, like some people are really cool, some people are dicks. But I like 
I get to meet all these cool fucking people. And you get to stay out and, and see the city. And, yeah, I get and, to see the changing. I get to be in it all the time. I get to watch people's behavior, which is right. fucking... It's weird, man. <laughs> it's weird. Dude, people are a trip, man. Yeah, one, I, I, like, I was driving out of uh, Union Station down. I was going up 16th. And I was going to turn on wine coop, make a right turn on wine coop. And I'm waiting for my light to turn green. And when my light does turn green, some person on their phone walks out in front of me. And then all of a sudden, the whole crowd of people, like lemmings, just kind of all fucking walk out in front of me. My light turns green. And they're all just like, like walking into the street. And I'm like, what the because one person did it? Yeah, because well, it, it, one person they on their phone wasn't paying attention, and they all just kind of followed. And I'm just like, honk my horn like a couple times, like lightly, and I'm pointing at the light, and somebody's like, <laughs> and I'm like, and so I, I put my head out. I'm like, I said something like, hey, wake the fuck up, you sheep. I got a green light right there. It's green. You know, up a light and shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, because they were sheep. They were behaving. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. Like, uh, so I I heard something that like there's an experiment where um, that 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 was conducted. I want to say it was in the 70s or 80s, something like that, where they filmed a bunch of people, uh, like basically would be talking to someone and getting directions from someone. Yeah. And in the middle of the conversation, like the the person who's not in on the experiment, like the person that's being observed, yeah. like turn away or something, and they would switch out the person. Or they'd go to like a pharmacy counter and one pharmacist would be helping them and then they would just replace them with another person <sighs> and they would ask people about it later and they in most cases didn't even realize that they changed the person or like even when you showed it to them yeah. on the video they <laughs> didn't get it there was even another experiment That's that was weird. done with like there was a uh, some sort of some sort of performance on a stage yeah and they were supposed to watch these people doing the task on on a stage and in the middle of it Someone in a gorilla suit came running on stage, beat their chest, like stood out there for a minute and then ran off. Yeah. And then they asked the people afterwards to tell them what they saw and, and this, that, and the other. Most of the people in the experiment didn't see. didn't see the gorilla. Huh. And even when they watched the video back later, a certain percentage of them didn't even see the gorilla the second time. So just like people... It's like uh, this selective observation thing that we right. have. Which, I mean, everybody has right. th their own version of that. I right. Guess, because I have things that I'm... I don't know. You right. Know? But then there's other things like tra when it comes to traffic, I'm... Very fucking. Oh, dude, <laughs> dude you, you definitely want you behind the wheel when it when it's when it, when it comes to like driving around and doing band stuff because oh, man, like, I love it, dude. It, but you love it, but you also like have some of the worst road rage I've ever. Uh, I've worked on it though. I don't have, have it. Yeah, you don't freak out on on people anymore. Not anymore. I have to laugh it off because sometimes. The stupid shit that people do. Right. If I can just hold on a sec before I get angry, I can realize how dumb that was. And <laughs> it's just like, wow. Yeah. Okay. I, uh, I, I don't lose my temper very often, but I, I am blown away. Like, this is another thing. And like, with, with the COVID-19 shit going on. Yeah. 
the scariest thing that I have observed is the way people are driving. Holy fucking shit, I know. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like, dude, like people are driving like they are not paying attention at all. Right. And they're cutting across lanes and just doing all kinds of like quick jerky movements that you know, running lights running lights i've seen that a lot like of like peeling out like like they're trying to get away from something like people are driving like yeah. they're fucking panicked man i know I, I that's the scariest thing is like people's behavior cuz fuck shit's just going to kind of suck yeah that's just accept it rather than panic over it just kind of right. experience it cuz you well, don't really have a choice this you, this this is something that Sarah and I were talking about today is we are so privileged right now. Yeah. And I'm not just talking about, and I'm not just talking about, we don't even have to subcategorize it into individual groups. No, no. You know what I mean? It's, we are all like, especially like we here in the U S we have plumbing. Yeah. Right. Even if we don't even like homeless people don't have plumbing. Right. There's, you know, I, I don't know how to say it. It, the world we live in is very convenient. The, 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 the world, the world we live in is is extremely convenient, and and Found. and like we are very comfortable and prosperous and privileged spoiled. and and spoiled. <laughs> and if you if you are, I want to say, if you make over thirty thousand dollars a year, mm-hmm. you are in the top two percent worldwide. Top. Over thirty. If you make over thirty thousand dollars a year, you're in the top two percent. Top percent. Yeah, Are you worldwide. serious? I, I I think that's the number. I would have to to check that, but that's yeah. Ed, is it an Aaron fact? <laughs> no, it's not an Aaron fact. It's not an Aaron fact. It's just like when you take into account the global averages. Okay, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? When you like when you take into account the level of poverty that there is in the world, if you make over thirty thousand dollars, like. The um, the poverty line. There's some poverty in the world, right? But the poverty line, according to the UN, is a dollar ninety a day, and so. But here's the other thing: is the UN predicts that we will have surpassed the poverty line globally, like within the next ten years or something like that. Surpassed the poverty line. So maybe. so basically, there won't be anyone. There will be virtually no one left on the planet who makes below a dollar ninety a day. Oh, like like. So we're like we're making strides in like closing really? closing in on on poverty. Like we live we live in the best times that humans have ever lived in. It, yeah. And it's it, just going to what I mean. And it's just going ideally. Yeah. I mean know, some things are going to keep getting better like technology. If trends continue. Yeah. If trends continue, <laughs> we will we will only get better and better, we'll only get smarter, we'll only get more prosperous, we'll only get you know healthier and wealthier and yeah. live longer and longer. Like it I you know I'm an optimist. I like to think that we will, mm-hmm. barring some sort of major catastrophe like oh I don't know a pandemic, we should be fine. As long yeah, as like we'll a global see. pandemic doesn't happen, we'll be fine. But um, it's been very interesting to see people who are used to that level of comfort and used to not like the commoditized world we live in and are used to having everything at their fingertips and used to being right. able to go wherever they want, whenever they want and live a pretty insulated existence. People aren't used to that. Right. And when something th- comes and throws a monkey wrench in it, 
it freaks them out. Right. And they go and they panic buy all the fucking toilet paper and water and, and shove 20-year-old girls to get cases of water away from what? them. You know what I mean? No, I told you about that, right? Yeah, I can't believe that yeah, man. happened, though. Well, and then, like, of course, her I response. Saw a fight, too. Dude, you saw a fight in a well, grocery store? No, in a video. Oh, a video of a fight. Yeah. Um, but, like, I've, like, heard people who are, like, nonviolent anti-gun types who are like, maybe we should get a gun. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've heard That's I've heard scary, about that. They don't know how to use them. Right. <laughs> well, I've heard about it from a few different people. And I think what it is is they're just so used to the level of prosperity that we become accustomed to. Right. They just freak out. And, and for that matter, I do not begrudge those people at all. Yeah. You know, I have more of a problem with the people who are kind of – righteously wagging their finger at other people right now uh like uh, you know the people are who are going you know shame on you for this and shame on oh, you for right. that and you should be doing this and that this is the right anything. thing and this is the wrong thing well it's also like we're getting information at this at more or less the same rate i know this is one day this is all one day at a time right type shit. and like, so <laughs> it's you got to realize it's going to take people time yeah. to to acclimate Number one. And number two, it's like, I really do like to believe that people are doing the best they can with the information they have available. Right. You know, and that's, that's something I learned from your dad. Yeah. You know, is, is everyone is doing the best they can with the resources available yep. to them, you know, yep. based on their model of the world. Right. <laughs> and you see those people who are like panic buying and who are freaking out. And in their minds, they really think that like... It's only a matter of days before it's Mad Max and the Outlanders are going to come. <laughs> they probably hope and, that's the and, case. Some people are probably excited about it. Uh, so we have we have uh, part one and part two of Apocalypse Culture at Home. It's a book. It's Apocalypse a book series culture? that talks about how human beings have always been obsessed with the apocalypse. Right. And yet we're still here. Right. You know, I think in a lot of ways it's wishful thinking maybe. Like what? Yeah, what has ever happened that it was like that in any way? Well, like, um, other than wars. So according to the depression, you know, stuff like that. Well, there have been events throughout history that are um, major catastrophes. So like, there, there, um, there's this guy. I, I just saw this this video a, a few months ago. This guy, uh, uh, Randall Carlson, I think is the guy's name, but he's like, uh, he's this like master builder, Freemason, like kind of armchair scientist dude. You know, okay. he's an interesting character. Yeah. But he talks about how, um, he talks about how human beings, modern humans have been around something like 160,000 years, and yet our knowledge of history is only about 12,000 years old. Right, right. You know, civilization as far as human modern humans human civilization as we know it. It took a while to start documenting this well, shit. Well, <laughs> but looking at the geological record, yeah. It seems to point that around every 10,000 years there's some sort of near life near extinction level event that has almost wiped us out huh some sort of major earthquake or some sort of disease right. or or something that has diminished the population substantially and and he theorized or just in certain areas as a whole huh and he posit like you know i i don't know if he's right or wrong but he posits that 
that it's that it's something that has happened over and over again. And one of the reasons we don't have history any further back than 10, 12,000 years right. is because humanity has been almost wiped out multiple times, you know, like a dozen or more times. I mean, and we're, is anybody really documenting? A lot then before that, though? Well, but that, that that's kind of the point, is it's like, you know, there have been artifacts that have, like, shown up that we can't really explain. Right. They're, that's like, exciting. more more advanced than they should be. Yeah. Um, there was, like, have you seen the thing, uh, the Baghdad battery? Do you know what that is? I feel like I heard of it. Like, it was, it was found in an archaeological dig, and it was... It seems to be a battery that was made by an earlier civilization that is way older than it should be. Huh. Like, things like that. Is it Baghdad? Yeah, they found found it outside of Baghdad. would that be Iraq, yeah. Who was there before? uh, Oh, it would have been the Mesopotamians. Mesopotamians? But, I mean, I think it even predates Mesopotamia. Yeah. So, I mean, anyway, this... The, the the theory the theory is yeah like the theory is that if you check the geological record we've actually come close to extinction dozens of times we've come close a, a bunch of times like there's a reason that there are so many life forms on the earth yeah. that aren't here anymore <laughs> yeah. like because something came around and wiped them out right <laughs> and for some reason human beings have managed to persist despite the handful of things that have happened throughout the history of our species. Right. It's well, kind of fascinating to think about. Because we're crafty. Because we're crafty. Because <laughs> we're shysty, crafty, yeah. little... Full of shit little... <laughs> yeah, but industrious, man. Industrious. And, like, look, I, I know that things are kind of a mess right now, and I know that they, they seem yeah. really crazy, but the fact... Yeah. That we have this technology that allows us to communicate the way that we do. The fact that we're, we have this technology that allows us to see microscopic organisms. The fact that we have technology that is like, you know, there was a time when people would have been like, what the fuck is a vaccine? And, yeah. and now we live in a time where it's like, it's going to take us a while to make a vaccine. Right. You know what right. I mean? Or it's going to take us a while to make an antiviral. Like... 200 years ago, they would have been like, ghosts are haunting your body, and that's why you're <laughs> sick. We have to murder you. You know what I mean? Uh, 200 years ago wasn't that fucking long. No. Yeah. Well, but it wouldn't have spread this. Well, I mean, I guess the plague in, plagues in Europe spread pretty quickly, but it right. was spread by rats and right. fleas. Fleas on the rats. But yeah. here, I, don't, I think it spread so fast because of just how, it, how people catch it. Right. It's just so easy to catch. Well, we also became aware of it very quickly. That's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. With the plague, they didn't have ways to get information from doctors in other countries. No. They're just like, they're just like, hmm, it must be the smell of dead things in the air right. that is making everybody sick. It what must have been that traitor, the traveler that <laughs> came here with all the bumps on his face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like, you know, doctors that are wearing those spooky bird masks that they'd like <laughs> stuff full of flowers and stuff yeah. like that because they uh, thought that that would protect them. You know, how did how did uh, we even last that long? See, that's kind of my <laughs> point is it's like if we can make it through that, <laughs> yeah, we can get through that wiped out a large a lo- wiped out a shitload of people. <laughs> yeah. 
if we can get through that, we can get through less than the super flu. Right. Have you? Oh, speaking of which, did you see uh, the Stephen King quote? No. <laughs> Stephen King put out this tweet that was like, this is nothing like the stand. Please oh, right. quit making that reference. And then somebody like... Somebody wrote him back, tweeted at Stephen King, and it's like, you don't know what you're talking about. Did you even read that book? <laughs> oh, my God. Holy shit. And I don't know if it was someone trying to be ironic, but it was really, really funny to see that. <laughs> Shut up, Stephen King. You don't know. You don't know what you're talking about, Stephen <laughs> King, author of The Stand. The book was boring anyway. <laughs> The, did you see the Did you see the stand like the TV show? Yeah, dude, that was one of my favorite made-for-TV movies ever. <laughs> oh, that and the Langoliers, <laughs> dude, it was way better than the Langoliers. The Langoliers sucked. Yeah, the Langoliers was awful. It was really bad, dude. I even liked I even liked the <laughs> It miniseries. I thought the, the kids it, like the one from back in the day. With yeah. Tim Curry. yeah, I liked it too. Yeah, I liked the kids Curry. one. Yeah, the adult one. The next one sucked. Really? I thought so. The acting was terrible. Uh, uh, what was his name? Harry from Night Court was on that? Uh, who was that? Which character was that? <laughs> he was Richie. Oh, uh, I'm trying to remember. And he ends up becoming a comedian, remember? And um, Is Richie the redhead kid, the funny one? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. And then, um, what's his name? John Ritter was... Uh, uh, John Ritter was... Oh! My God, I can't remember the character's name. Uh, which what the role? fat kid? Oh, the fat kid. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. And he then, was and ben. The, he was ben. Ben, that's right. And then the main, or like the like kind of leader of their little was the guy who played Hank Williams Jr. in the made-for-TV Hank Williams oh, really? Jr. movie. That's yeah. the guy that was in uh, All Quiet on the Western Front, right? Yeah, and played oh. John Boy in The Waltons. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just that name, the Waltons, the Waltons, makes me just. I have no idea why that show was so popular. The Did you Waltons. ever see the the Hank Williams Jr. made for TV movie? <laughs> no, I've got to see this now, dude. When I was a kid, does he talk like this? <laughs> he, uh, when I was a kid, I remember seeing it and thinking it was awesome. And then I watched it as an adult, and I was like, "This is the shittiest <laughs> goddamn movie." Because it's just watch like it tonight. The whole movie is him like. I'm wild and crazy, and I like to drink and do drugs, and <laughs> and my dad was Hank Williams, and da 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 da, and and I don't want the money. I want to be my own man, and I'm crazy and right. And then he gets in a rock climbing accident, and it just changes him, like he grows. That's a beard what actually and gets happened. Then, that is right? what actually happened. But like the portrayal of him as a character is just. Really, really funny. If you can imagine Bill say. from It, the stuttering kid from It playing yeah. Hank Williams Jr. I can't. Yeah. I can't fucking Go home and watch it. It's on YouTube. It seems so like just. Go home and watch it tonight. All right. The, the Hank Williams <laughs> I also Jr. made the ZZ Top movie. Have you uh, watched it? I, uh, Ty and Logan and I went and saw it in the theater. Saw it in the theater? Yeah, it was so good. They did a limited showing of it Sweet. when it came out in the theaters. It's so good. Is dude. it good? Cool. It's like. It's on Netflix now, right? Yeah, it is. And it gave me. It gave me a lot of appreciation for Billy Gibbons, especially. Fucking Billy Gibbons. Awesome. Because he's, like, talking about, like, they were on a break because Frank Beard went to rehab. Right. And Billy Gibbons is just like, well, so, you know, I went out to England, and I'm, like, (laughs) pogo in with punk rockers, and then I'm, like, going to transcendental meditation school and in india and then i'm taking psychedelics here like he's just like pretty this pretty good impression of him dude he's he's just like this 
hippie vagabond <laughs> like redneck blues man and dude. he was one of Jimi hendrix's favorite guitar players was he really yeah billy gibbons was yeah that's pretty imagine cool. that is the coolest the, like that's like the highest compliment man. yeah you're hendrix's hero it's or like Jimi hendrix is like man you know who i really like is that billy gibbons hey <laughs> billy gibbons is like that was me <laughs> <laughs> he likes me he likes, he likes me. me he likes me <laughs> Um, I gotta make my fucking route for tomorrow. L- let me just look at this real quick. Hey, no, no, it's cool, man. Um, actually, this is a good time for for us to call it. Uh, okay, I'm, dude. I'm what really doing, glad. Uh, I'm gonna go home and uh, hang out with my kid and my lady and and uh, enjoy what's left of my birthday. And then, yeah, happy birthday! Thanks, man. Oh yeah. I and then tomorrow we're gonna we're gonna have family day and. And do our normal shit, man. Hell yeah. yeah. Um, wait, so you're going home right now? Yeah, I'm going to go home. Why? What are you doing? Well, I got to make my route. And it shouldn't take long because all the fucking restaurants are dropped off. Right. Uh, but I got to make it real quick. I just got to... Because they, the, they send me the stops and I choose the order I'm going to do it in because... Because <sighs> if they do it, it's just... Sometimes it doesn't work out. They don't, they don't route it super well. Well, yeah, because it's like type, types of things where like... The alleys, the alleyways is where you deliver. And so, like, for example, if you have one thing on Blake Street and the next thing on Wazi, but they share the same alley, you put them next to each other. Right. But they don't do that. Sometimes you'll get things where it's like you deliver to the one on Blake Street and then you deliver somewhere across downtown and then the next one over here. It's like, why? Right. That, that's dumb. It doesn't make sense. There's, uh, there's apps for that. Like uh, oh. routing optimization apps? Oh, yeah. I got one, actually, I use for suburb routes. Oh, cool. It's called Pin Drop. And it's cool because you type in all the addresses, and it drops a pin. And then you can back up and see them. And then you can be like, oh, okay, I can see a pattern of how I should do this. Right. So uh, it's just Pin Drop. That's cool. Cool. I'll check it out. I guess well, it'd come in handy for booking a tour. Well, maybe. Hey, man, I really, uh, I really do appreciate you coming in and hanging out. Hell with yeah, me. it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, it's I want to do it again. That's cool. I would love to have you back, man. I'd love to have you back on an episode when we have like Logan or Jerry or, or one of the other guys in here. Oh, do you normally have multiple people? Uh, sometimes Gordo normally produces the show, but like oh, okay. I said, he stayed home. Is he not feeling good or something? Um, according to him. Somebody in their circle of friends uh, tested positive for COVID nineteen, oh, so he's doing the responsible thing yeah. and like. Oh, and supposed to be playing tomorrow night or tonight? Yeah, that's not happening. They backed out of uh, of their show at Larimer Lounge um, just because, because of, of what's that. fucking happening, dude. Right. It's it's crazy. So a lot of people are uh, a lot of people are are bailing on gigs and rightfully so. Yeah, and uh, I'm just trying I'm to remind glad. myself that. It's not like gigs are going to stop happening forever, right? You know, House parties. We just got well, well. We just got to take. We just got to take a break for a while. Yeah, and, and try and you know. Do you think there's probably going to be there's probably going to be a bunch of house parties and like speakeasy action happening? I yeah, think. I mean, and there there will be stuff like that. Hey, and I'm, not, I'm not cool enough to find out about this stuff. So everybody, please <laughs> let me know. Right. <laughs> right, I, I haven't heard about a house party in in probably five years. We don't want you here, dork. Yeah, get out of your old man. Yeah, what are you a cop? I love playing house parties. Yeah, they're super fun. Oh, do you remember the one where we played a bunch of house parties? But goddamn, so many fucking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was like the cops came at the one. We got all quiet. Oh yeah, <laughs> and that then, was like, in Orange, California. It was in Orange, so we got like the song really fucking quiet. Yeah, we stayed quiet. That we did the whole breakdown while um uh 
It's Kevin McCabe. That's right. Yeah, it was Kevin, escape, escape. Yeah, it was the house. the rock the rock art house. The rock art in house. Uh, in Orange, California, and they had the skate bowl in the back. Yeah, and they're throwing <laughs> a house party. We were playing in the living room, and then the cops came, and Kevin's like, "Shut up, shut up, shut up!" And so, like in the middle of a song, we were playing "Mouth," and we broke it way down, and we were like. Doom, doom, doom. Doom, 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 doom. Yeah. Like on the ground, playing all quiet. We kept it going for fucking ever. I know. And, and then, then they left finally. And then Kevin comes back and he goes, "All right, we're good. The cops are gone." <laughs> like, dude, don't stop the song. I really wish that we had we that. that. <sighs> That's like oh, one of those shit. magic things that happens that like you you could not possibly recreate if you wanted. Right, to. right. And I remember, I remember the cops said the most. <laughs> Orange County thing they could have said, what? which is like Kevin went out and talked to him, and they were like, they were like, all right, well, it sounds hella sick in there, but we're gonna have to come and arrest people if we get any more complaints. <laughs> sounds, I'm a cop, and it sounds hella sick, yeah, man. dude. Sounds hella sick in there. <laughs> have you seen that Saturday Night Live <laughs> uh, thing? The California. The California. I love that shit. Have you seen the SoCal Minute? No. The SoCal Minute's pretty good, SoCal too. SoCal Minute? Yeah. It's like, it's, it's supposed to be like a really low-budget cable access show, and it's got Jonah Hill on it. And it's uh, Is it Saturday Night Live? Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. SoCal Minute. It's a great SoCal sketch. All right, I'll yeah. look. <laughs> well, hey, All we're right. going to call it for this episode. Tay, thanks so much for coming and hanging out. Yeah, definitely. Thanks, everybody, for food. watching. Um, we're going to keep doing these episodes during uh, the quarantine, and uh, we hope you guys will keep tuning in. And also, if you um, can think of any other ways that we can be a service, one of the things that I'm really looking to do right now is is figure out ways that I can be of service to people. Um, so, you know, reach out. Let us know what you'd like to see. Uh, we do have live streaming and recording capabilities over here at the Nug Nation. So, uh, so I think we're we're gonna do some stuff while this is going on to to keep everybody connected. Uh, we love you lots. Stay safe. Wash your goddamn hands. Wash your, your ass. <laughs> wash your ass. Wash that damn crack. Yeah. Wash your wash goddamn your... ass. Damn it, people. Uh, thanks so much to my guest Tay Hamilton. Uh, big shout out to my producer Gordo, who is at home riding it out. Uh, shout out to Gordo. Shout out to all our sponsors. Thank you guys so much for watching. Thanks for hanging out. This has been episode ninety eight of the motherfucking podcast, and we'll catch you guys next time. Thanks I'm for watching. Bye. <laughs> bye bye. The motherfucking podcast is recorded at the Nug Nation Studios in Denver, Colorado, and hosted by Aaron Howell, Tony Lee, Logan O'Connor, and occasionally even Ty Blosser of the international power rock combo Motherfucking Ruckus. Our producer in the studio is Gordon Ledfoot. Our producers in Chicago are Gene Skibbins and Adam Zielinski. All music except homie shoutouts and featured artists is written and performed by MF Ruckus and comes from the album The Front Lines of Good Times Volume 1, coming this fall on Rodeo Star Records. Thanks for listening, guys. And remember, if you find this podcast valuable or entertaining and you wish to support MF Ruckus further, you can rate, review, share, subscribe, follow us on any of our social channels, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Spotify. If you really want to help us do what we do, you can go to patreon.com slash mfruckus and become a patron at any level. Our patrons get access to exclusive content, early releases, guest list spots, even VIP parties with beer and food, all in exchange for a small monthly contribution. It really does make a difference and allows us to do this podcast, make records, create videos, go on tour, fly Tony back and forth, and all the other stuff we love to do for you guys. Patreon.com slash 
MF Ruckus. Check it out. Thanks again, guys. You're listening to a Mutiny Transmission. You can find more podcasts, videos, books, comics, and records online at mutinyinfocafe.com. Or just stop in the store in Denver and have a coffee sometime. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, wait. Are you just going to do that one? There we go. Yeah. <laughs> well, th- you could read it, too. There's, like, all kinds of... <laughs> there's oh, like a, what kind? There's a story that goes oh, along with it. It's all about... The Seismic Blast. Yeah, and there's a picture of <laughs> that.